Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. Phone lines are open. It is a destination health free for all. It is Wednesday, 855-950-3835. Jump in and join us. Uh, Lauren's here with me. We've got some things we'll talk about today, and then we'll get to your calls and questions. So line them up. Lauren, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. What's uh, what's new and exciting in your world this week? This week. This week. Good question. <laughs> I was uh, giving some news, and I, I saw... Remember how we were talking a couple weeks back about... Uh, some airlines and some malfunctions going on oh, yes. and whatnot. Yeah. Well, this one, this one really <laughs> was something. Um, a, a Delta flight from Atlanta um, had to, and on its way to, I think somewhere in Spain, I want to say maybe Barcelona. I saw this. Had to one. turn around mid, you did? Yeah. Midway. Could you imagine? No. No. Did, I don't know if we talked about the other one last week. 11 people got taken off the plane from turbulence. They were carrying people off in stretchers. What? The turbulence was so bad. If The people that didn't have their seatbelt on that were sitting flew up, smashed their head against the luggage compartments, and they were in traction on stretchers. That's how bad the turbulence was. 11 people oh, went to the I hospital. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's serious. Yeah, it's really serious. That there, the the all the stories about the airline. Yesterday, United had a ground shutdown for hours. They had to hold all their planes because they had some sort of technology problem. They said it was a software update that went wrong. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that, it's just one thing after the next. That industry airlines. is a mess. Yeah, it is bad wow. news. I know. I- well, the turbulence thing, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I would think that there are enough, you know, flights, you know, all, you know, they, they give each other updates. They know what's going it, on. You can see the weather patterns. I'm it, shocked they would allow that to well, happen. Here's the thing we have to look at. All of these things that are happening weren't happening just a couple of years ago. Something has changed. No. And it's not good. And it, the, I will say the safety record of our airline industry is outstanding. It, you know, when you think yeah. about it, the, most people don't realize how many flights go every day. It's thousands and thousands of flights every single day. And our safety record yeah. is really incredible. It is. But uh, when you start to see this many red flags, you have to think that there is a, there's an airline catastrophe coming at some point. Mm. It's just good. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, plus, just the hassle ah. of it all. You know, it, it, even if you don't, I mean, look, the odds of anybody dying in an airplane are still so astronomically high. It, it, that's not what I worry about. I didn't stop flying because I think I'm going to die in a plane crash. I, <laughs> I, mostly it's all the hassle now. I mean, story after story, people fighting on airplanes, getting thrown off airplanes, airplanes turning around, people sitting out on the tarmac for eight hours, just or being stuck in the airport for three days. It just it is it has gotten awful to fly. Yeah, it really has. It's not a good experience. I'll tell you that. So, My last one wasn't. <laughs> no, it, it, uh, there's way too many of those stories. And I don't know, travel, 
you know, when you have travel problems, it is horrible. I've had them a couple times when I used to travel a lot, and now the odds are just too high. So uh, speaking of travel, it's coming close. Um, our plans have changed a little bit. We don't even know for sure what yet, but uh, we'll be taking off out of here sometime uh, in the first week or two of October. Um Okay. Yeah. It's not a long trip anymore. In fact, it's going to be really, it's going to be straight there and straight back. Okay. Yeah. So it's just going to be drive Does there. Does that mean that there's good news? We bought the farm. You did? Yeah. It's it's basically a done deal. I mean, all the just some paperwork to wait on now, but the closing set for the 21st. So I can I just can't believe how fast that all happened. That was not on the radar. I didn't see that coming. Um, you know, I've said I've, we've been looking for real estate deals. And, you know, I think when we're looking, Lisa was probably looking more for this kind of property, like the, the big property that we would move to. I was really looking. I thought we were going to end up buying three or four properties that we would develop over time as vacation rentals. That was kind of, in my mind, that's what we were looking for because we needed to get some cash invested. Um, So I really didn't see a property like this coming, like something this big that we were going Mm -hmm. to move to. It kind of changes a lot of stuff, but um, there was no way that I could have said no on this. I mean, it, it's really, I, the more I look at this property, the more I think, one, it's absolutely perfect. I don't think I could design a property better if I tried. <laughs> and I think so it, cool. um, I think it's a bargain. It's such a weird, unique kind of unicorn property that it just won't sell for what it's really worth. You know what I mean? There's a ton of value mm-hmm. here, but it's yeah. not not an easy property to sell, but it was perfect for us. The people, ah, oh, they are just the nicest. The whole thing, they uh, they could have sold this house for more than what they're selling it to us for. They had a higher offer. They had a higher offer? Yeah, there are oh. two offers in the same day. There hadn't been an offer in 37 days, I think, and then they got two offers on the same day, and ours was not, ours was the low offer by quite a bit, actually. Oh, so their heart is in the property and they want to make sure it ends up with they, someone who can appreciate it. it. That's really what it is. This property is has got a long history. It goes all the way back to like 1902. There have only been a couple families that have owned it. This family has been there they, a long time. They're very well known in the community. The whole property is really well known. So, yeah, they they liked, you know, the fact that we loved the gardens and everything about it. And so they... They countered our offer, and uh, they could have sold this for more. I thought that was pretty incredible. Wow. And then it turns out we got out there, we got to spend a couple hours with them, and uh, he was driving a log truck at 18. His dad owned a trucking company. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. So I it love was, it. It, yeah, it was like it was, this was just meant to be, you know? So yeah. I have a lot to do. Um, like now I have two gardens I have to close down and one I have to get planted for winter. But now I'm glad I didn't get anything planted over here for winter because it's all got to get planted over there now. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Lot, so cool. A lot very, going on with that. I'm excited. We, we now own chickens, <laughs> nine of them. Nice. But I already have a job oh. opening on the farm. 
Oh, you do? Yeah, we need a new rooster. The last one got eaten by Wiley Coyote. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's, uh, it's kind of a dangerous place for the chickens. So um, they're totally free mm-hmm. once they come out of their uh, once they come out of the coop in the morning. They can run around wherever they want in the woods or whatever. But there's uh, there's some predators as well. I think there have been a couple panther sightings on the property and coyotes, and so it's kind of wild out there. Love that. Yeah, so neat. Congratulations. That's so exciting for you guys. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited about it. So um, one of the things I want to talk about today, I don't make a lot of predictions because I don't like to be wrong, but I I kind of see something coming and it's not good. Uh, Mm. I want to kind of go back to the opioid crisis story because, you know, it's almost like they kind of sort of talk about it once in a while, but um, for the most part, it's just kind of disappeared And I don't think most people realize the fentanyl, you know, we're talking a lot about that. It's coming across southern borders, killing 100,000 people a year. But you would think that would get a little more press, too. The fact that it's still killing 100,000 people a year. And I don't know if a lot of people make the connection that the vast majority, I think I remember seeing a statistic somewhere of 90%. The, the people who are now addicted to heroin and fentanyl, I believe 90% of them started with an opioid prescription. Wow. That oh, my is, gosh. Yes. And, and now they're dying at record numbers, and we barely talk about it. 100,000. Mm-hmm. It is the number one killer of Americans from 18 to 45 years old. Number one. Wow. What well, you know, we have when heart disease was the number one killer, we have a huge, you know, heart association that generates all kinds of money and takes donations. And they've been doing it for decades and decades. They've taken in bazillions of dollars. And yet we still have heart disease, which is rampant. When cancer was a big deal, we created all these foundations and we spend, you know, money after money after money. And yet cancer is worse now than ever. What, why is nothing, not that it would matter, because obviously when we try to fix these things, we, all we do is spend a bunch of money. We don't ever really fix anything. Yeah, we don't get anywhere. But we're not Mm -hmm. even trying on the opioid thing. And, And here's something we have to remember. We didn't really start prescribing powerful opioids for, you know, getting your wisdom teeth pulled out or a sprained ankle um, until really in the 90s sometime. Now, opioids have been around forever. Opium, the base of all opioids is opium. So opium has been around since, what, like the 1700s or something. A long, long time we've had opium dens and opium addicts. And we learned way back then how addictive this drug was, this whole class of drugs. So we really used it very carefully. It was mostly used for end of life. Cancer patients who are in so much pain and they're going to die and we would give it to them. So we have to remember that throughout all of civilization, we didn't have these painkillers. We didn't use them like this. And we survive. No. Nobody dies from pain. I get it. It's horrible. It's uncomfortable. It can really ruin your life if you're in pain all the time. But, you know, 
becoming a fentanyl addict will kind of ruin your life too. So, yeah. and now we're back to with doctors aren't prescribing these nearly as much as they used to. And guess what? We'll all survive. Nobody's going to die from this. If we stopped prescribing opioids right now, nobody would die. It's not a necessary drug. Think about that. It's not a necessary drug. And now it has become the single biggest cause of people dying between the ages of 18 and 45. How awful is that? Horrible. Absolutely horrible. So um, they did it on purpose. They did it to generate a profit. And they did. They generated incredible profits over this. And not just, you know, we talk about the Sacklers and Purdue Pharma, but every single pharmaceutical company makes opioids. All of them. There's all kinds of opioids. There's, there's dozens and dozens, and we do still use them. But here's what I see coming. You know what the next problem coming out of our pharmaceutical industry is going to be? What's that? These um, diabetic drugs like Wagovi and Manjaro. So here's, here's where we are on these now. They are approved for weight loss. So the FDA is approving these drugs for weight loss now, which means they'll be able to advertise them for weight loss legally. And they've also now been, they're pushing them because they claim it helps break addictions. That's a new claim. So now if a doctor says, look, you know, um, my patient's been trying to get off meth for 10 years and it never works. I'm going to try this drug. That's what they're saying now. This, this will actually help people break addictions. Here's the new one. Um, now it's being pushed heavily because it, uh, it reduces risk of cardiac events. So now it's heart healthy, they're Ow. claiming. Yeah, it's a miracle drug. <laughs> wow. Can you believe that? I mean, I guess I can, unfortunately. It's, I guess it's not that surprising anymore. I, it's a shame that I believe it, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and, and look at, listen to this now. You know how we've been saying forever, uh, we're fat because of what we put in our pie hole every day, right? Nothing else. There is no other factor in how fat we are other than what we eat and how much of it we eat. Mm -hmm. We know that. Yeah. So now, yeah. now that they're studying these weight loss drugs that are such, you know, just miracle drugs. Listen to this. Ozempic settles the obesity debate. It's biology over willpower. Weight loss drugs affect the brain in ways that help researchers understand how the body regulates weight. So now what they're claiming is it's not the patient's fault anymore. They're overeating because their brain has been rewired. But they never really say... What rewired it? Now the claim is you can't lose weight on your own. You have to have one of these drugs because something's gone wrong with our brain. But they never address the fact that, you know, they even go into, they've found 1,500 genes that can affect your weight. Well, well big deal. What are you going to do about it? Why, why do we even need to know that? We don't understand our genetics and the fact that there's 1,500 genes that affect weight, big deal. What am I going to do with that information? It's not our genes. It is our brain. We've talked about this forever. We know why people overeat because the food's been engineered to make them overeat. That's the whole point of it. Mm -hmm. And we know that. So now, now they'll feed you all of this food that's been engineered to make you overeat. And now they have a drug 
that will help counter that problem. Wow. You know how, how no. hard you work to help people with digestion? We yes, deal a lot with digestion, right? You, do you know one of the reasons oh why gosh. this drug Number works? It, it, Is it, are you going to say that it paralyzes yeah. people's digestive system? It, it does. It slows down the food being released out of the stomach. That's why so people like don't motility, get hungry. Which, which is really important. You want, you want, you don't want motility that's too fast because then you have, you know, you have to run to the bathroom because you have diarrhea. You don't yeah. want motility that's too slow because then things start to sit and ferment and it, oh, feed bacteria. Yeah. Oh, and, it's bad. Oh, it's talk bad. about SIBO. Right. It's really bad. You don't right. want. You do not want that. But you know, for instance. I think two weeks ago, last week or two weeks ago, I had two different people that I worked with who had either a bypass, like a significant bypass or some kind of, um, you know, significant gut surgery, like something going on with their digestive system. And it's altered. And I understand that they're frustrated, but there's only so much you can do once that is altered, you know, And, and it's hard to explain that to someone. And... You know, it's just, it is what it is. We are, we have studied to help people enhance what they, what, you know, is already there. You know, you, you right. know, we can enhance your gut, we can enhance your digestive system, but if you're removing parts of it, oh, that makes it very, very difficult for yeah. us to do our job. Almost impossible to do it completely. Once somebody's exactly. lost a piece of their digestive system, their digestive will it will never be normal again. We, we can do the best we can, but it will never be right. Never. And you can, we can do, you know, we can commit to working with you, but if you're not seeing the results at some point, I'm going to say, yeah. I think <laughs> I've exhausted every possible right. thing I can think of. It's basically trial and error at that point. I'm just, you know, throwing, you know, yeah. throwing things against the wall to see if it sticks because we have no idea how your body's functioning now. And if you have, you know, only like a one third of your large intestine and only, I don't know how many feet of many, many of your small intestine, you're not absorbing nutrients. I don't That's have a so magic scary. trick for you to absorb nutrients. I know. Yeah, it's and, so scary, yeah. and doctors don't talk about that. No, so now you know we we've got now we're taking this drug that one of the major complaints about this drug, one of the side effects that a lot of people complain about is nausea. Well, no wonder why your food's sitting in your stomach mm-hmm. fermenting. It's it's not going to make you oh. feel good. No, it's not. Yeah, and and they say that it could be the paralysis can be. Um, on, like irreversible, that it could last forever. That so, is really scary. Well, look, and let's think about something else. So now, now we're we're really promoting these drugs for weight loss, addiction, now heart disease, and now, and this article talks about it. It's putting pressure on the insurance companies. The insurance companies did not want to pay for this drug for weight loss. But if it's heart disease, they're going to end up paying for it. If the medical community comes out and says, look, here's the proof that this is this will uh, save people from heart attacks. Insurance will start paying for this now. 
the average diabetic patient um, is $10,000 a year in cost. So this is, I, we have to believe that now people who just, um, who just want to lose a little weight are now going to cost the insurance industry $10,000 a year. Wow. So we will, we can just, we can break the, the medical insurance even worse now because now, you know, pharmaceutical companies can get them to pay for drugs for basically whatever they want. It's just awful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and let's, uh, let's pile on with how much worse our health is going to get in the future when we have pharmaceutical companies controlling things like that and we have big food companies controlling things as well uh Mm -hmm. guess what just got added to the um the school lunch program you know the, the school lunch program is is really heavily controlled by our government right they decide what what goes in school lunches um, and this is why we want the government out of nutrition. Um, they they determined for school lunches. I this was years ago. I'm sure everybody's heard this at some point. That pizza could be considered a vegetable, a serving of vegetables because of the tomato sauce. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! No, no, that's a real thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So, it, but it gets worse. Guess what they've just approved that is is totally fine to serve for school lunches now? Uh, I'm scared to know. What's Lunchables. that? Oh, come on. Nope. Do those even still exist? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, they're going to be big now. Your kids will be getting them in school. They're approved now. They had That's to do disgusting. something, though. I wonder. I got to see if I can find this. I should have marked this. To think I ever ate one of those, oh, it grosses me out. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so <laughs> they had to reduce the amount of fat and sodium. These aren't the same Lunchables you'll get in the grocery store. They're actually worse because in order to get them approved, the government made them reduce the amount of fat and sodium. Wow. I would love to see what's in that. I would love to see what... Just like the ingredients for the meat, just the it, meat. It, it's awful. It, well, here's some of the stuff that oh, they. Oh, it happens. Here's some of the stuff they put in there. Um, vital wheat gluten. You know what that is? Come on. It's it's pure vital, gluten. What do you? It's yeah? pure gluten. They they isolate gluten oh, out of wheat, do? and then they add this vital wheat gluten back in. You know, I was at one point I wanted to learn how to make you know, artisan bread. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of the ways you get that really, really crunchy outside, soft, chewy inside is by adding extra gluten. And it's called vital wheat gluten. I used to have some in my cupboard. No, you didn't. Yes. I, you really did? Yeah. Before Why I knew all of them. just make sourdough? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, most all, almost. Bread of bread. Yeah, all of those are artisanal breads with the really, really big, crunchy crust. That's all extra gluten that does that. Oh gosh! Here's another one though. No. Uh, when you see cellulose powder on your label, mm-hmm. you know what that is? Is that is that wood shaving? Yeah, or it's something? sawdust. Sawdust. Yeah. How could they put that in food and uh, say that that's edible? I get they can. They just decided they can. Yeah, it's it's sawdust. It's basically refined wood pulp is what it is. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, you lost. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I found <laughs> it. Um, the school Lunchables have reportedly been reformulated, reformulated to meet the National School Lunch Program's nutritional requirements, which include higher grain content and lower sodium compared to the Lunchables sold in stores. It wasn't fat and sodium. It was, oh they have God. to put more grain into it grain. and less salt. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. Who makes these decisions? Unelected bureaucrats at the FDA. People we don't even get to elect. They're appointed. That's who makes these kind of... Are that's these why we... That I see? That's why we need to get rid of all the alphabet agencies in the government. The USDA, the FDA, all those all those agencies need to go. That was never a job of the federal government ever. They should all just disappear. There's only there's only been one candidate in my lifetime that is really pushing hard to eliminate all of those departments. Who's that? You mean right now? Yeah, right now. Vivek Ramaswamy is the only candidate I've ever seen in my lifetime who is serious. He hammers this point day after day after day. He will get rid of these agencies. They have to go. They are controlling our lives. They're controlling our economy. They're controlling our businesses. And they're not elected. We did not get to choose these people. Mm-mm. No. I just, I can't imagine... What um, what the health of uh, this country is going to look like in just twenty years? Oh, it's, I know it's so hard to believe it could get worse. But hearing things like that, oh my gosh! Yeah, come on. I know, I know. And so let's let's just pile on one more. Masks are coming back. I can't even believe that. I can't either. I just. I, I'm looking at this thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Are they serious? They're really talking. Biden's wearing a mask again. Do, do they not get it? They're, they're all boosted and jabbed over and over and over, and they are the ones that keep getting it. Whoopi Goldberg's got COVID. Joe Biden's got COVID. Joe's wearing a mask again. Mm. Unbelievable. I just don't get it. Really and is. there's a new there's a new vaccine, which they're already claiming is very effective. How do they know? Where's the testing? A new oh vaccine already? Because there's, you know, a new variant. There's, there's probably thousands of new variants. That's what viruses do. But we have a new vaccine. Exactly. It's effective. You better go get it. That's what they're saying. Come on. How many people are dying of COVID right now that they're, that um, they're claiming are dying? Well, there's some pretty credible reports out of how bad they really did inflate the death numbers the first time, which we all talked about. We Absolutely. all we all knew the stories. Absolutely. Hospitals getting paid for COVID patients. And we all know the stories of, um, yes, he fell out of a two story window and, and landed on his head, but he died of COVID. Well, he had yeah, COVID. but he had they, COVID right. as well. <laughs> yeah, right. We've all heard those stories. Turns out they're very, very true, and the numbers were wildly overinflated. Mm-hmm. There are people who wow. absolutely claim not a single child died from COVID. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know. I know. I wouldn't be either. And yet they're, they're going to try to pull it off again, it looks like. 
This is going to be very, very different this time, though. You know, you watch the reactions from people. It is very different from the reaction last time. This time it is, the answer is not no, but hell no. Well, with the masks, you know, there's at least 25 studies that found (laughs) microplastics, nanoplastics, um, VOCs, PUFAs, lead, cadmium. I mean, the list goes on of toxins that are found in these masks. And here we were putting them on, breathing all these toxins in. And I mean, flying, I can't tell you how miserable I was. So flying where I had to wear a freaking mask. Lauren, Lauren, think about that. I agree with you. That was miserable for us. It was one day. What did we do to our kids? Oh, my God. We put them in these masks all day long. Mm, That breaks my heart. Yeah, it does. And I have a feeling they're going to do it again. Uh, what do you say we get some phone calls? Let's do that. All right. We don't have many. It's kind of quiet this morning. Maybe it's just because we were so captivating in our conversation. You think that was it? <laughs> They'll come in. They'll that, come in. <laughs> that must have been it. All right. Pick up the phone and join us. What's on your mind today? 855-950-3835. Let's go to Pennsylvania to get started. Trevor, welcome. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? It's been a while since I talked to you. Yeah, what's on your mind today? Uh, I got a couple of things. The main one is um, I want to do some meal prep, and I have no clue how to even get started. All right. Boy, we can help you with that. You're going to have to learn some new skills, but they will become very, very valuable skills. If I were traveling on the road today and I needed to eat, I would be canning and fermenting. It gives you total control over your food supply in the truck from start to finish. You get to decide what ingredients you're going to use. You get to decide where to source everything. You can go get the best quality meat and vegetables, and then we're going to can them. Uh, The easiest way is what's called pressure canning, and you'll need a pressure canner. Uh, You can do it with what's called traditional water bath canning, and all you really need then is a big pot. The the difference is water bath canning, you have to do it for three hours, and in pressure canning, you can do it in 75 minutes. So it's just a a faster process, but either one works. Um, Once you can meat, we can start off with just meat alone. Once you can meat, it is shelf-stable without needing refrigeration for years now. I, I still have okay. I still have meat I canned in 2017, and I still eat it. And it's never been in a refrigerator okay. or a freezer. So, so that's the first step, because we should be eating a lot of meat. Now, it doesn't have to be just plain meat. Now, let's go through the kind of meat. You can, you can uh, can ground meat really well, and what you end up with is cooked okay. ground meat. So now when you take it in the truck, not only does it not need a refrigerator, it doesn't need cooked. I mean, a little bit of warming it up in a microwave is usually all it takes. And I've opened jars and eaten it cold, too. Uh, So that's really convenient. Any other meat that you can, you want to can cheap cuts. You don't want to you don't ever try to can um, filet or a ribeye. Ribeye? Yeah, don't don't be doing that. Um, that's not the good news is you want to can the, all the cheap cuts, the stuff nobody wants. If you can find shanks and those dirt steak and roast and uh, stuff like that, 
skirt. I don't know if I would do skirt. I probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's too lean. You want to okay. you want to look for really fatty cuts and roasts. Usually are what you're going to be looking for. Okay. So you can go for the cheap stuff. When you can it, these cuts, what they're going to end up with is you're going to end up with shredded meat, like pulled pork, shredded chicken, okay. shredded beef. So you can use it to make all kinds of other dishes, or you can just eat it right out of the jar. Um, that's that's really the first skill I would develop. You can also make more than just meat. You can make entire recipes, like chili. If you really like chili, you can make chili okay. and can that. Stews, soups, anything like that can be canned, and now you have that. You know, soups are awesome. Soups and stews. Um, you, you've got it to eat now. You don't have to cook anything. It doesn't need refrigeration. Then for um, the the best way to preserve vegetables without refrigeration is to ferment them. So yeah, I think you have a video on that. You talked about a video. Yep, I have videos on both. Um, on YouTube, I want. Okay. Yeah, you'll find uh, I've done. I guess we'll just go find those. Yeah, I've done several videos on pressure canning. You know, here, here's what I will tell you about both of these. I, I can remember when I was first looking at this, it looked really complicated. And you look up recipes and it's all over the board. Oh, this temperature, that time, which one's right? Uh, turns out they're all right. This isn't that complicated. Um, follow a couple guidelines and this is all pretty straightforward. Once you start doing it, you figure out how simple it really is. Okay. That's it. So another thing I wanted to talk about. Yep. All right. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, you talk a lot about how this year you have any pests eating all your, your plants in your garden. And I actually had time to think and it's like, well, wait, what if, if we eat healthy enough and we get enough nutrition, would bugs not want to come and suck our blood like the little mosquitoes and ticks and stuff because that that's last i very don't remember possible. the last time i've been bit by a mosquito yeah it, that's very possible we've talked about oh. that a couple times there's another way to look at it too um think about the other bugs we worry about bugs that make us sick give us the flu or rsv or or whatever And we absolutely know that once you get healthy, you can be exposed to those bugs over and over and over and not get sick. Okay. That's the same thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, our plants don't get sick because their immune system is so strong that they, they just, they, and that's the natural order of things. We, we think it's amazing. Oh my God, look, I haven't been sick in three years. Yeah. You shouldn't be sick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I rarely get sick, but I've been eating. It's still kind of the standard American diet, but it's not as bad as some other people. Plus, I'm also well, still pretty young. So well, imagine what I it's going to be like when, when you really start eating well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the final and thing it will catch up with to, you. Oh, I know it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already kind of caught up with my dad, and he's all beat up and kind of worn out at this point. Uh, but the final mm-hmm. thing I want to talk about is that that little coyote you have running around on your new farm. If you want, you want to get something to protect your farm, get yourself a donkey. Some donkeys will mm. actually kill coyotes. Oh yeah. But a lot of farmers, I, a lot of, yeah. I don't, you know, farmers I, have really? just for that purpose. Yeah. I, I we'll see how much of a problem it is. It's, um, it, it's going to be more okay. than one coyote. I'm sure it's a whole pack of, uh, I'm sure there's several of them out there. Um, like I said, this, this is in the national forest. 
I think right. I, I think the way it happened is all this land is so old that it was it was deeded before the national forest existed. Um, that's why there's still some properties in there, which is pretty unique. But we'll see. Uh, like I said, the, there's uh, some. There's been some. I think we might even end up with a cat. There's a there's a cat on the property, Charlie. I'm not a big fan of cats, um, but it, I think Lisa's leaning towards the keeping the cat because I think they said if you want the cat, it could stay with the property. But I think that cat actually had a run in with a panther. I don't know how that worked, but I thought I heard something about that wow. when we were talking. Yeah. Um, so there are definitely mountain lions on the property. Uh, the whole, you know, how many animals do I really want? Uh, I, I got to get used to the chickens first. This is all new for me. Uh, so, and right. I got to get a rooster. And Lauren, my first question was, where do you get a rooster? I, where do I even go? I mean, I don't know any <laughs> of this stuff. I need an adult rooster. I, I don't, don't want to, can't wait for one to grow up. So I got to, so somebody said, you just go to Craigslist, of course. All right. I guess I'll go look oh. on Craigslist then. Uh, I got to go buy a rooster. Then the other thing I really want, I don't know if you've ever seen these or not. If not, you've got to go to YouTube and watch the videos. Have you ever seen fainting goats? Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. I've seen those. Some of them scream, I, too. I know. Screaming fainting goats. I, I know. I'm, I'm pretty sure i got to get a couple <laughs> fainting goats. Yes, you have to. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> all right, Trevor, anything else? No, nope, that's all I had for today. All right, thanks for the call. Um, Lauren, the, uh, speaking of fermentation, like we were there, um, the, the fermentation station here at the house is in full blast. Uh, well, everything has been. We, we processed so many tomatoes again. Um, we had way more than what I expected because I really wasn't focused on the tomatoes. I wasn't really taking care of the plants. I wasn't trimming and pruning. And I talked about it before. All my plants were just kind of collapsing under their own weight. And yet I still had a huge tomato harvest. We made as much sauce as we're going to make this year. I got to can it later today. I'm only doing, we'll probably can like seven quarts this year. That's going to be it. We've been eating some fresh. We've been giving a bunch of sauce away. And then finally yesterday, I'll bet I gave somewhere between 60 and 70 more pounds of tomatoes to the food bank. Mm. We just had so much. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, now I'm getting to the point. I've, I've got my uh, favorite varieties figured out. You know, what really grows here, what does well. So on the paste tomatoes i've settled on heirloom san marzanos they are so good wow the, this sauce this year is so before we do did anything to the sauce whatsoever um we have a pretty unique way of processing the tomatoes to get sauce going um we just take the san marzanos we cut them in half lengthwise I put them flesh side down on big sheet pans, fill up a whole sheet pan with them, and I can get three of those sheet pans in each oven, and I have two ovens, so I can get six big sheet mm -hmm. pans of tomatoes roasting. So I put them on convection roast until they just, the skins on the outside start to blacken. And then all I do is I, I run all of those through a, uh, like a food mill on the KitchenAid, an attachment, and it skins and seeds mm -hmm. them. So you just end up with the with the sauce. Um, it's really simple. That whole thing about you've seen the process where you 
drop your tomatoes in boiling water and make a little cut with the knife and then yeah. peel them and then see that is that process is awful. You know, if you're doing 150 like pounds that. of tomatoes, that is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So this way is much easier. You get that roasted flavor, which is really nice. But so all we did was that process just to get down to where you have really it's almost like tomato juice. I mean, at this point, it's pretty thin still. Uh, it's got some body to it. But right then, normally, if you would taste most tomatoes, you would not like them right then. They're usually pretty bitter. And this sauce is so mild and so sweet. Um, the tomatoes came out just amazing. Mm. You know what I'm finding on this that. whole gardening thing? That the better the soil gets, which just keeps happening every year, and I, I've talked about it, I use less and less this year, no fertilizers or, or plant food of any kind, only compost and compost tea. Really haven't used any of the, even the natural stuff I use for, for some issues. Um, and everything tastes better. There is something about when you get the soil right, you get the best version of each thing you're growing. Mm hmm. That is true. Even things that I wouldn't have expected. You know, it, it, you know, you think of things really fresh like cucumbers and peas. And I talked about I love garden peas when they're out of the garden. You can't get anything like that in a store. You really, if you ever get a really good garden pea at a, even a farmer's market, you probably got lucky. They had to be raised right. They got to be picked at the right time. The temperatures have to be right. And then the minute you pick that pea, the sugars start converting to starch, kind of like corn. So mm -hmm. I, when, mm -hmm. when we have peas, they come off the plant and go right into the pot. There's never a delay in there. Um, but then there's other things where you wouldn't uh -huh. think that you would notice a difference. Like the one that I really didn't think I was going to notice a difference, potatoes. I am blown away by how good fresh potatoes out of the garden are. I would have never thought really? that there would be a difference. <laughs> yeah, potatoes I wouldn't think either. Yeah, but there is. And the other thing. What do you th notice? The, it's hard. They're just better. Every, they're just a better potato. Like everything you want out of a potato, it's just better. I don't know how else to describe it. Okay. They just taste better. The texture's better. Just everything about them seems to be noticeably better. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got tons of uh, I've got tons of cucumbers coming out, so I've got pickles everywhere. This year, I, I think, like I said, I've kind of really started to nail down all the varieties of everything I've been experimenting for so long. It's kind of nice now that. Everything I've learned, it's almost like now I can look back at everything I've learned and I kind of want to go back and start over a little bit. You know what I mean? Kind of lay out the garden a little different now, that, but it's perfect timing because Definitely. I get a brand new garden to start with over there. That is so exciting. I know. <laughs> it really is. I know. And so the most cool. exciting thing is how well it is irrigated. It's all automated. I will not be out there watering. Yeah. And, and that's just, I don't mind watering. I actually enjoy it. It's just very, very time consuming. And the garden had gotten so it big, is. I was spending way too much time gar or watering. Yeah. So, and now I'm watering from a well. So it doesn't matter how much I water. I water as much as I want now. So cool. Yes. That's great.
All right, calls are piling up. Let's get to some calls. Let's go to South Carolina. Terrence, welcome. What's up, Kevin? What's up, Lauren? Listen, I'm, I got a deal for you. When you go to move, I'll be more than willing to come out there and help you move as long as I get some of that tomato sauce and all that stuff. <laughs> help. Hell, hell, if, you ju- if you just do it, I'll give you my whole load of tomato sauce, and I'll make another one. <laughs> so, how far is it from your other place there i mean you said it was like 60 miles or something like that I think uh, once. no i bet if um i'm kind of looking that direction now i bet by the crow flies it's 20 miles um it's about a, you'll be able to go but you but a, I was going to say driving-wise. It's about a 30-minute drive because we have because we oh, got to okay. cross the river, and there's only so many places. we got to head west, then cross the river over to Stevenson, and then head east to get to the property, east and then north. Um, wow. So, yeah. But it's, it's thir- the interesting thing is it's 30 minutes away from the house, but all the places we shop are really about the same distance from that property as they are from this one. So you really, yeah, I'm not losing out on anything. Yeah, just coming just, from a different sounds, direction. Yeah. But everything that we normally do is we're all still right here anyway. You know, if it wing foiling, I, I drive 20 minutes to Hood River to wing foil. Uh, I'll drive 20 minutes to a place called Swell City to wing foil. And the only difference is it's on the other side of the river. It's on the Washington side instead of the Oregon side. Nice. And, Sounds beautiful. Good luck with it, man. And <laughs> just by moving, uh, we save a significant amount of money in Oregon income tax because Washington has no state income tax. So that's a big savings. And now I'm also finding out that um, growing Christmas trees and timber actually has some pretty decent uh, tax benefits. So we might be putting yep, in some yeah, Christmas it, trees. Oh. Cool. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's weird because the reason why I called the buddy of mine, he, he was a retired he was a Marine. He was a Marine for like eight years, came out, got on a New York City Fire Department, uh, retired from that in 20 years, and then he went into dock building. He's pretty healthy, but he, he called me the other day. He's like, uh, can I, you know, I want to talk to my fiance because he's going to go to go to ER. He has a back problem. He's hurt his back. So he's got a, a, a degenerative disc or something like that. Is there right. any... Is, is there anything you can do with that? Absolutely. To, as far as that's, can you fix that with eating? So, I mean, yeah. I know you say that we can, but. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, a, a degenerative disc, the damage being done to the disc is similar to the damage being done in a joint from arthritis. You know, there's a deterioration of the joint over time, but it deteriorates not because of the activity. You know, that's what everybody will say is, oh, well, he just wore it out. The human body doesn't work that way. It doesn't wear out. We've been brainwashed into believing that it does. And somebody will say, oh, well, he was just so active. He just wore out that joint. No, he didn't. It wore out because he a lifetime of poor nutrition. And if we fix the nutrition, that that joint will start to repair itself. Well, what's cool about that is his, his wife. She she was and she was a New York City cop too. She she does keto. Excellent. But he doesn't do it. And I tried. Yeah, and I tried. I tried telling. Him, I said I told him the other day, and I was like, you know, I don't want to push it. I don't want to be, you know. But I'm gonna got to get one because I know another. So many people I know from Staten Island that that did that with their back, and it's like, you know. They're they're like incapacitated now. But back injuries are awful. I told the story of my neighbor, healthy, you know, male about my age, 
Um, but he's had back issues his whole life. He's been through a couple of surgeries. And, you know, I, I remember just a couple of years ago talking to him and he said, I'm going back in for another surgery. And it was everything I could do not to scream at him. Don't do it. Let me try some. And, and he, they're just not open to those kind of ideas. But I, I, not only was the surgery not successful, he's in a wheelchair now for life. Yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be talking about that, yeah. That's what I'm concerned about, because like I said, he's a really, really good dude. You know, like, I've known him since I was, like, 13 years old, and, you know, it's just, you know, you know, you don't want to see somebody like that, you know. I know. You know I don't want to see time anybody, in service, you know, get, you know, anybody. Doesn't matter. Yep, yep. suffer these health issues when they don't have to. Yeah, agreed. You know, and then he, right away, like he went to the ER and they gave him all this crap. To oh, take. of course like, they did. You know, whatever, as long as it hurts, it's going to help him, you know. But yeah, it's he, just crazy. Several things could come out of this. He could end up addicted to opioids. They do still prescribe them, not as bad as they used to, but they're still prescribing them. Um, that's a, a very high likelihood. It happens all the time. Um, he will wipe out his gut bacteria, probably has horrible gut bacteria anyway. It's about to get worse because all these procedures require tons and tons of antibiotics and steroids and all kinds of things that yeah, just wipe out our gut bacteria. Of course they did. That's the only thing they know. His health will deteriorate yeah. um, quite a bit if he goes down this path. All right, I got to... Get one of them and just so basically it's just the same thing like just try carnivore. So that's, just, it. that's That's probably the easiest that, thing, that, right? That's it. Right off the get go, yeah. just go. And and if you want to make it even better, add lots and lots of bone broth and collagen. Bone broth, yep, yep, yep. So I was thinking, I knew that. Yep. I just figured carnivore probably be the best stuff for him. Absolutely. All right, I appreciate it. And you got to quit talking about all the sauces and stuff you got. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> Not, not only am I not going to stop talking about them, I mean, this this is going to increase. In fact, might as well just talk about that right now. So, Lauren, I'm back to this property. Um, a, a lot of it has already really developed really well. I mean, the, have you seen any of the pictures of it? No. I, I, should, I should send I you this. I should send I you this. I have to see it. I can't. I am dying to see this. I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, so let me go find this. I'll send it to you so you can look through it. There we go. Where's Lauren? Right there. Yeah, I'm very excited to see this. I just, it's it's so surreal that it I, happened so quickly. I know. Less than a week. Less than a week from when we knew of the property to when we signed the final offer. And that's, that's just, that is how you know it it's the right place for you. That's how fast that happened. I just sent you the, the link. So here's what I'm looking at as far as the potential of this property. A couple things. One, um, it's very possible that we will, uh, we will build a warehouse on the property and move the business there. Wow. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at building a barn dominium on there. Barn I love it. <laughs> Have you ever seen those? Aren't the, those are so damn cool. I love those. So they're they're so cool. like steel buildings, steel pole buildings, but then they build a really nice residence inside. And they kind of that's so cool. They kind of dress them up on the outside. We'll make this look like the the house so it fits on the property. So that's one of the possibilities, uh, and that still leaves open these others. 
um, we would still end up with roughly about four acres of flat open land. And, you know, I, I joke all the time. I keep calling this a farm. I mean, it's only six acres. It's not that big, really. Uh, but I just keep <laughs> joking, calling. I, in fact, I'm thinking about, I don't ever use handles. Like, we don't use handles on the show. Uh, but I, I might change that policy mm-hmm. because I think I'm going to have to make my handle super farmer. <laughs> not a joke. That it, it, it's, a, it's to aggravate the, the ag people. Yeah, it's a tiny, tiny six acres, isn't it? But when you look at four acres of open four. land and I look at how much I could grow on that, it's incredible how much you could grow. So I, oh, I got I'm thinking sure. about this and I, I may do this. Um, I may resurrect my hot honey project. Uh, I talked to David over at uh, Azure about it again. Um, so I'm thinking mm-hmm. that we're going to take the barn. There's a barn already on there and it's got power and water and everything it needs at the barn. And I think we're going to get a, um, we're going to build a commercial kitchen in that so that I can actually so produce cool. products that I could sell. So here's what I'm thinking that on four acres, I could grow the peppers, the onions, the garlic and the cilantro to make all my own hot honeys and hot sauce from scratch. And I would make every ingredient or I grow every ingredient. And obviously it's going to be small batch and you know, we'll, we'll produce a batch and we'll sell it. And when it's gone, it's gone. And you'll have to wait till next year for another one. This place is beautiful. Those trees are incredible. Uh, the, the trees that are Surrounding the right house? behind the house are over a hundred feet tall. Oh my God. Gosh. Yeah, about 120 feet. Is I think it a that, new build? That's the crazy thing. You would never know it from looking at that house. That was built in three stages, going all the way back. The, orig- the original hunting cabin was built in 1902. Wow. There, it, the, the creek running through there is Whiskey Creek. Um, there was a very famous and pretty large active moonshine operation on the property at one point. Wow. Yeah. Pretty Yeah. So um, the trees right around the property are just stunning. Uh, big lodgepole, ponderosa pines, dug firs, uh, western hemlock, garden. western red cedar. Um, and those are old, old. And the entire house, I mean, when you start to look at it, it is all pine, everything. The outside siding is pine board, which is beautiful live edge pine. The inside, the floors, the walls, the ceilings, everything are pine. When you see the floorboards in the kitchen, dining room, they are the widest pine floorboards I've ever seen. Wow. I think that part of the house was built Unreal. like the 1940s. And then the third... Um, addition is the fireplace end of the house there with that big fireplace. Um, that was all mm-hmm. built by the current owner, people we bought it from. He built all of that. He built all the outbuildings. Wow. It's so beautiful. Whew. Yeah. I know. We're pretty excited. I can see why. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to some more phone calls. Let's go to... Uh, we're going to SK. Pat, welcome. Oh, hello, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Well, congratulations on your purchase. Thank uh, you. 
I'm curious. I'm curious about the the myth behind when the doctor says too much meat will clog your arteries. Oh boy, is this possible? There, there's no such thing <laughs> as too much meat, and meat does not clog your arteries, and cholesterol does not clog your arteries. Well, cholesterol can clog your arteries. Um, but it wasn't the meat or the fat that caused that to happen. It was the uh, sugars and the carbohydrates. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we can clog our arteries with our diet, but it's not meat that does it. And at, the only it, reason- it's, it's, it is, we know that most of our health problems, we just talked about this, are because we overeat. And we overeat because we're not getting real food and real nutrition. And your body will keep screaming for you to eat more because it, it needs the nutrition. It's, it's virtually impossible to overeat real food. And meat is the most real food we have. Just try to overeat it. You can't. I do find that I, uh, I, I'm i so close to, I'm probably 98% carnivore now. And even the chicken, I don't, I don't really crave that anymore either. It's mostly just beef all day, <laughs> every day. Did, did, you, did you ever think that you would eat like this? <laughs> no, not ever. <laughs> Me either. Me either. I could have never pictured this where where I just eat so much meat. Now, I will still say I love chicken. I really do. I eat a lot of chicken mm-hmm. still. Um, I, I eat a lot of all three, the, the big three, beef, chicken, and pork. <clears throat> I eat a lot of all of them, so I've got a pretty yeah, good do. variety there. We eat a lot more turkey than we used to, but only because we figured out that recipe for canning it that we like so much. So now we eat turkey all year round. Um, I try to throw in some other things, some duck once in a while, and some bison. And uh, you, Kevin, you really need to maybe think about setting up a little uh, resort for some of your customers. You know, so let us all come out and have a little <laughs> visitor. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that's not out of the question. I talked about that one time with this property. Because it the, the property itself isn't very big. I've got the gardens, but the house is 6,000 square feet. And this was designed, and we built this as a kind of a resort retreat kind of thing. And I actually talked about, I have a program written. I have a week-long, seven-day program where I would bring in, I, I would like to target couples, because it works really well with couples. But I, I looked at it, and I laid it all out, wrote up the whole thing. Um, I would have brought, like, four couples or five couples in here. We have five suites. I could have been out in the RV in the driveway. And it, you, it's everything I could teach somebody in a week about food, about mm. the gardening, about canning, about fermentation. We'd be doing it all. We'd be, you know, living the stress protocols and, and it would just be a week of everything I could teach somebody. And I said, you know, this would be an expensive week. And I just threw out a price and I haven't, pricing's always the hardest thing with this stuff, but I just threw out a price and I said, it might be, you know, $6,000 a couple for the week. And I had the thing booked before the show was over if I would have wanted to do it. (laughs) Well, you know, it sounds really nice, Kevin. I mean, you got to really almost write down your questions because you get lost in your story talking about it. Yeah, I, I get lost in stories all the time. Now, with this property, you know, we could do the same kind of thing, but now we have six acres and we could put up yurts and tiny houses. And I mean, mm. this thing is, I, I went all through the zoning. The zoning out there allows us to do almost anything we want on that property. Now, now you're talking film crew. Yeah. 
There you go. Reality TV. <laughs> Listen, Kevin, I got one more question. It's about the salt. Yeah. Can I just put that Redmond salt right in my mouth and suck on it all throughout the day? Or what do you Wh- think? Why not? Is there any harm to that? Why not? Now, you, yeah. you, you may yeah. find sometimes a lot of salt will irritate your gum tissues. You might start getting some canker mm-hmm. sores, you know, on the inside of your mouth. And if you do, you would know that's too much. But it, other than that, uh, how old are you? 52. I'll be 53 right away. Did you play sports in school? I did, yeah. Some, so, uh, some wrestling, some football. Oh, hockey. good. I, I don't know if you'd remember this or if they did it or not, but football practice, I clearly remember we would go back in August for double sessions before school started for football. You'd go in the morning, you'd take a break, you'd come back in the afternoon. There were brutal practices. They gave us salt pills. Mm. And we didn't get them. Yeah, we, we got salt well, pills. I'm, I'm and it was, <laughs> Well, that's why I was wondering if it, I, I kind of knew that, but I, I didn't know if it, I, I wonder how many other people remember that. Um, and that was to help you retain water. Because it was so hot and you were sweating yeah. so much that you needed to be able to retain more water, and they gave us salt pills. Hmm. Great stuff, Kevin. Appreciate yeah. it. And thank you, Lauren, as well. All right. You guys have yourself a wonderful day. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to Kansas this time. Perry, welcome to the program. Hello, Kevin. Uh, Perry here. Hey, my wife, who is, I'll give you a little backstory. She's a registered nurse, so she's into the medical field, so it's really right. hard to get her to uh, agree with some of the stuff. But she is coming around. She's, she's understanding some of it. Okay. But she had a, uh, she's in research, and they offered a bone density test for her, and they said that she has osteoporosis. I'm sure she does. So she is now concerned... She's concerned about that now. She should be. And wanting to know if if there's a supplement or something that she can do. No. Uh, we we already eat, uh, you know, pretty clean. Uh, I say pretty clean because we do go so, out from time to time. So when you say pretty clean and you go out to eat time to time, are there are there grains still in the diet? No. Okay, good. That is the one thing that's we big one. have completely eliminated. That, that, yeah. That's a big one. We, we've completely eliminated that. So I'll change my uh, mind then. We raise there, our own beef. There are supplements because you are eating. I, I didn't think you were eating quite as clean as what it sounds like now. Um, so, yeah, uh, vitamin right. D. Vitamin D is a big one for this. Okay. Um, don't. Okay. Don't. She is, she's already taken that. Don't supplement calcium. That's the first okay. thing everybody wants to reach for. Oh, we have bone issues. We have more calcium. No, you don't need more calcium. We just need to make sure we have all the right cofactors so the calcium's going where it belongs, into the bones, and not going to places like into your heart and your kidneys as, as stones and that kind of thing. So if you're eating right. a good, clean diet with a, with a decent mineral supplement, um, light balance, some of those things, uh, and taking vitamin D, um, now, certainly bone broth is a great, I, I don't even consider that a supplement though. It's a food, but I, I would be drinking bone broth every day, right. which is really good for us. And, and those bones will get dense and they will strengthen. Here's the other big one though. Maybe the biggest. Have you bought her an X3 bar yet? No. 
There is no single way to increase bone density better than resistance training. The single best way to increase bone density. Lift heavy stuff. All right. Yeah, because we've... We have our own garden. We, Excellent. You know, we raise our own vegetables. Uh, I buy farm fresh eggs from a lady from church. Fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, no, basically no dairy, uh, high fat. Yep. It's taken me forever to get her to, to get on track with the high fat. <laughs> that, is just, that has been a fight. Oh, it is. Uh, it, you we know, were so brainwashed. And the funny thing, yeah, and our daughter is a nurse practitioner, and... Believe it or not, mm. she is more into along your your guys' Excellent. line. Boy, I love and that. And she says the same thing. You got to have high fat. Yes, I you know? love so that. That has helped uh, immensely to get her to you know to come hey. on because I've listened to you for about three or four years. Hey, I'm going to make a statement here. Um, you know how I've talked about how I love functional doctors, doctors who have been through the traditional medical training, they understand the body, they understand biology, and then they get on board with this. I think they are so valuable. But you know what? I think there's another group of people that are even more valuable, and that's your daughter. I think nurse practitioners um, are fantastic. I love that whole concept that 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 designation exists. And if you have a nurse practitioner that gets on board with functional, I think that's probably, that's the person I would want to send people to. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And she actually goes to a functional dentist. Excellent. Uh, has found one to go to. That's great. And yes. So she, I mean, she is a hundred percent on board with it. I so love it, that. It's, that's, that's really helped a lot. I'll bet. Yeah. So, and she does. She does work out some, but it's it's not all resistance training. But get uh, so get an X three bar. Ten minutes a day, three or okay. four times a week. Um, bone density will never be a problem. Okay. All righty. Well, that was my question, and I I appreciate you uh, letting me know. I think I'll get your life balance is in your store, right? Yeah, light balance is there too. Light. Okay. So I'll get some of that for her. Because the first thing she did was she did run out and get calcium supplement. Dad, throw it away. <laughs> and throw I, it I, away. I, I, knew, I knew that wasn't what she was supposed to do. And she told me, she said, you need to call Kevin. Yeah. You need to call Kevin and um, find out what it, I need to it, do. So Without, you know, I don't like to push a lot of supplements. Um, the, some sort of mineral right. supplement is what we need here. The, the X3 bar is the real key. She's already eating a pretty darn clean diet. Adding some light balance will, will right. do it. The X3 bar is the real key. Um, it, it's hard to argue against Cardio Miracle every day. It really is kind of becoming the, the, the everyday supplement that um, seems to help everybody. Okay. All right. Well, I will, I will definitely uh, make these suggestions and see where she goes with it. All right. Let me know how it goes. And I'll get, I'll get her the, the X3 bar. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Appreciate Thanks it. for the call. All right. Let's go to Delaware. Luke, welcome. Hey, good day. What's uh, on your mind today? One question came to one question or a comment came to mind while you were talking this morning. You said about the sawdust in food. Yeah. I forget the actual name of it. Cellulose. I think I heard one time that the that the communists used to do that to the people that they had rounded up. They would put it, it in their soup. 
it, it's used as a filler to just extend food. I mean, it bulks up the food. There's more of it, and it's cheap. It's just basically sawdust um, or some sort of wood fiber processed into into something, and, and it, it just makes the cheap, non-nutritious food even more cheap and more non-nutritious. Yeah, but I was just yeah. thinking about how the communists are, are isn't our country. Don't we seem to be pushing more and more communism? Oh, yeah. I, no it's doubt. Just, I mean, this, this, one this more is, way we're bringing communism in. Yeah, it's just right out of the playbook. This is how you control people. Yeah. A uh, question on your dental detox kits from, I think it's Primal Life. Yeah. Um, um, what about using that on kids? How young can Absolutely. kids use that? <laughs> right away. Yeah. Okay. What about if it gets swallowed? Is that going to be a problem if they happen to swallow some? Well, what do you think would be better or worse? The, mm-hmm. the typical toothpaste, mouthwash, rinses, all the crap that's in the store that people are giving their kids, or the same natural products we've decided to use? Well, I'm sure it's the natural products. Yeah, no doubt. Now, would it be... Would it be better to use their new toothpaste that you now have in the store or the tooth powders for them? The, the, the differences are minimal. I mean, I, if I were trying to do children, so when I say the differences are minimal, the health differences, the benefits, they're virtually identical, a couple different ingredients. So you really look at, do I want to use the powder, the paste? The, the we've got a couple other products it's really up to you mostly based on convenience and what you like with kids it would be way easier to use the paste i can't imagine what it would look like trying to use the charcoal with a small child <laughs> uh, that would be a mess um, but yeah so i i, I just I, the paste would be more convenient with kids okay um, the refills for them, do you just buy a new kit or no, is there can, somewhere we can get the refills? Yeah, you can buy the, we're, we're bringing in more and more individual products all the time. Okay. Cause like the gumdrops and the powders. Yeah. Cause obviously we don't need a new tongue scraper every Correct. two months. Right. Or, or a new toothbrush that soon. Right. So yeah, we, you can refill stuff Yeah, and, and we're, we're at, like I say, uh, when we work with a vendor, sometimes we can't bring in all the products at once. Sometimes we have to work through them. And okay. so we're, we're constantly bringing in new products, but you could buy the refill stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I think that's all my questions. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, that's actually going to do you. it for questions. If um, if anybody wants to jump in, this was a, a quick day. Normally we have a lot more on Wednesdays. Jump in and join us, 855-950-3835. You know, Lauren, we, we talk all the time about one of the most frustrating aspects when you when you start to learn and understand this stuff and you live it. We all want to share it with people. I think it's just human nature. It's, we're mm-hmm. just wired to help other people. And we've talked about how frustrating yeah. it is. You, you, you absolutely know how much you could help these people. You absolutely know it works. And it, all we have to do is get them to try it. And sometimes it's just so difficult. And the people that are closest to us, it's even harder. Um, but I have to say... I was very encouraged with my family's response to this. 
Uh, I was there last year and I don't, I don't stay in close contact with my family. We are close and you know, there's a bunch of us and they're all back there and I'm the only one that left and I can go years without talking to them. But then when we do talk, it's like nothing, it's like a day didn't even go by. So when I was there last time, I went from not talking to them for years to parking and living in their driveway you know, and I was in the house every morning for breakfast and I was there all day. And, but I, I was very encouraged by how well they received it. They wanted to know. They, they immediately started trying it when I was there. They went out and, you know, bought better meat and more products. And, and I mean, they really dove in, uh, several of them, um, you know, from my, my niece, my uh, nephew, my brothers, my sisters, just all kinds of people. And they were, and then I found out, you know, once I leave, then I kind of forget to call again. And, uh, you know, a year later, I find out they're all still doing it. That's exciting. Mm, that's great. Yeah. And uh, from Very. what I understand, you're working with one of my relatives. I am. And yeah, he seems to nephew. be doing pretty good. Yeah. 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 Matt's been on the show a couple times. He was on our space the other day. Uh, Matt dove in headfirst from day one. Uh, and just started doing this. So um, you're working with him now to, to kind of tweak some things, but he's had really good results. Like everybody does. I mean, yeah. I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah. And getting better because, yeah. you know, we're able, you know, to, he's realizing that 50% keto isn't where you got to be. Right. You have to right. be fully committed to some something. So it's great. It's really it's really good. And I think one of the biggest, you know, aha moments for today, by the way, was just how important it is to keep a detailed food journal. I can't tell people enough how much more I can help you if I have a ton of information. It Absolutely. really makes all the difference. It does. And, you know, yeah. I didn't like this in the beginning and I don't push it a lot. Um, in fact, I tell people it is not our goal to have you obsess over your food. It's not our goal for you to be no. writing down notes yeah. and weighing things. And But it is important in the beginning. We're, we're making such a major change and, and it is important. But I, 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 and I hate this kind of stuff. I hate paperwork. I hate writing things down. Um, the easiest way to do this, just every time you eat, before you take a bite, just take a picture of it. It's so much easier if you do this. Yeah. Because then we can always go back and look at it and go, yeah. oh, yeah, well, I see what that is. It's it's a little bit of this. And so that's all you have to do. If you at least do that, just take that's a true. picture of every meal before you eat it or snack or whatever it is. Just take a picture. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Although I have to say, one of the difficult things with a lot of people I work with is they what helps, you know, if you have any gut issues, like if you have di like real digestive upset, if you have, you know, um, I don't know, SIBO, that's a more serious situation, but any kind of, you know, irregular bowel movements, being able to, to know what you ate the meal prior and sometimes even a couple days right. prior yep. really helps us to narrow it down and figure out what could be causing it. So that is, you know, when I, when I call, that's why I call it a food and mood journal, because it's not just what you're putting in, it's what's coming out. It's what you, um, you know, how you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling nauseous, if you're, you know, 
physically ill, like things like that. If you're trying to get to the root cause and to the, you know, to resolve these issues, we need to know as much information as we can. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to South Carolina. Terrence, welcome. Yeah, I, I forgot what I, I was talking about. That guy I was asking the question about his back. He actually bought a place up in Nichols, South Carolina. He lives in Calabash, North Carolina, but he bought a farm, an actual farm. And he was talking about putting the new pine straw on it. And he he went through the same thing. It's like you get the unbelievable. He already registered himself as a, as a farm. He bought all stuff to cut, you know, the, a Kabuta tractor and all that. He ordered all that. Already got a farm name set up. It doesn't even have any trees on there yet. But it's that's the way they do. believe it or not that people don't realize that those those tree farms and all that it's I'm looking at it good, and obviously obviously um, what better place to grow you know pine trees than where I am because they're capable of growing to 120 feet here um, they, uh, this is Unreal. the place where pine trees grow so um, but I, I'm looking at there are some strategies so. You start off with Christmas trees, and Christmas trees are grown on four-foot centers. So, you know, four feet in each direction, you can plant another tree. Um, You get it. There's some tax benefits then. Then in about 15 years, when your trees are starting to reach Christmas tree size, you know, and that could be four feet to 10 feet, um, as they start to reach that size, you start strategically taking certain trees out so that you end up with your trees on eight by eight, eight foot centers instead of four, and you grow those as timber, and they have tax benefits. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll let somebody else go. I just want to let you know that he, uh, he's got that all worked out already, and like I said, I just hope he doesn't do the stupid thing with back. I actually just called him. I called him after I got off the phone with you. And he's going to say he's going to try and give it a try, but hopefully, hopefully he does the right thing. All right, Kev. Thanks. All right. Later. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Tennessee this time. Joe, welcome. How are we doing today? Good. What's so on your mind? Before I, before I get to my question, I just want to say Lauren was just talking about keeping a meal journal. I really find that is super strong when you're trying to do anything. Uh, I'm supposed to be diabetic, but I'm not because I eat better. I don't. I take no medications um, because I watch all my food. But to do a food journal originally and the time of day you eat the items and you go back and you check your blood, it is so powerful to see how your body reacts. That is probably the one thing that everybody should do in their life, whether they have a problem or not. Just do it for four or five days or a week, and you'll see how your body does work with certain food groups. Oh, um, yeah. So, yep. Yeah, it's so powerful. I mean, I when my doctor first told me to do it, I'm like, yeah, okay, great. But then I was doing it for sugar, you know, for watching my diabetes, and I just I tell everybody, Yeah, you got to try it. You got to do it once. And the amount of information you'll learn about the food and your body, it's it's tremendous. It's like really powerful. Yeah, Um, I agree. But let me go. Let me go to my question. And you started to hit on it. The beginning of the show is the um, the drugs for losing weight. Yes. 
Now, I was hoping you were going to talk about it today because I've been thinking about it that, like you say, oh, it's supposed to be the wonder drug. Well, we know that having excess weight causes other health issues. So I started thinking, what's the catch on this? Because if the pharmaceutical companies come up with the wonder drug, you lose weight, less chances of heart disease, less chances of diabetes, less chances of bones wearing out or joints. Or, so what's the bottom line? They'd have to close up all the no, hospitals. No, 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 and no, no, no. Stop, stop, no, no, stop. Right. Now I know where you're going. This, Yeah, this is easy. Uh, yeah, when you talked about the stomach, just the fermenting, I was like, there we go. That's the first one. Well, here's the thing. That's With the trouble. All, all of these claims... Let, we got to go back to the claims themselves. That's where the problem is. They're right. weight loss drugs. It, but from what I gather, the maximum weight people tend to lose on this is maybe 10 or 15% of their body weight. So if somebody's 300 pounds, they're going to lose 30 to 45 pounds. Big deal. I, that right. does almost nothing. So, yeah, they make these crazy right. weight loss claims, but people aren't losing all that much weight to begin with. Then uh, less chance of a heart attack, less chance compared to what? They, no, see, nobody ever right. digs into these studies. Who did the study to find out that they, you know, have less heart attacks, less heart attacks than who? Less heart attacks than the sickest people in our population. Not less heart attacks than, than people who eat like we eat. Not even close. Right. So they're not fixing any. The, these people are still diabetic when they are on this drug. Yes, they lose a little bit of weight, but they're still diabetic. Most people, by the time they get to taking Wagovia or Manjarin, are probably on two or three other diabetic drugs. They're probably on a high um, blood pressure drug. They're on statins. These people are nowhere near healthy, and this drug doesn't make them healthy. They just like to talk about the fact that it kind of sort of does, but it doesn't. It's just a bunch of marketing. Right. This, if, if you're taking another toxic pharmaceutical every day, you're not going to get healthier. You're going to get less healthy over time. This is all just bullshit. All the stuff they claim, all these benefits, there, there's no real benefit there. Right. It's more brainwashing. It, it's like when the government I, says we we cut our spending and then we go and look. They didn't really cut the spending. They were going to increase their spending by 50 percent and they only increased it by 45 percent. So they call it cutting <laughs> expenses. No, that's how they do this. Right. That's marketing. And, and the government I, is I damn good at it. And so are these big pharmaceutical companies and they control the media. Yeah, I was. I was just at a family gathering over the weekend and multiple family members are all talking about taking the drugs. And I was like, you gotta be kidding, right? Yeah. I'm like, come on now. And one of my brothers, he's 70 and he's like, well, you know, what's the big deal? I, I said, come on. I said, you don't want to put any shit in you to begin with. Number one, <laughs> I said, number two, you can lose the weight if you want to just quit the drinking. I said, you'll, you'll knock off probably 40 pounds in two months. Yeah. I said, so what's the problem? He said, well, if I drop dead, I'm already 70. What's the difference? I said, you're my oldest brother. I'll kick your ass if you drop dead. <laughs> I said, get that out of your brain.
I said, it, who am I going fishing well, with? But I want a stiff pole. I don't want a stiff brother. What? Come on now. Why? <laughs> hey, we all want stiff poles. Um, why? Why are we giving up at seventy? Right. Well, he usually doesn't, but because you know, people all talk about you know losing weight like it's the best thing to do. Yeah, it it's is. usually healthier. But but what are you eating and drinking every day? It, you it, know, I'm I'm the black sheep because I don't take any drugs. I didn't take the jab. I'm married to an RN. I have an RN as a daughter. I have a son-in-law who's a pediatrician, and they look at me and they <laughs> shake their head like, you know, you're really asking for trouble. Aww. And I just remind them, okay, I've never had COVID. Yeah. How many people I, can say that? And I live, my wife's not an RN anymore. She's an RN by trade, I say, because she hasn't worked in years. But my son-in-law is over all the time. His kids are over. They're sick all the time. So uh, yep. my wife picks it up. But I still don't get it. I've been very fortunate. I, I do keep my distance, but I tell them, you know, eat more fat. Stop eating the bread. You'll feel better. You know, your life will be better. But they don't want to listen. So I, I just keep doing it. And, and hopefully do. one day they'll catch up. It's all we can right. do. Just try to be good examples. Yep. Yep. And throw another steak on the grill, please. There you go. Yep. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Steak and steak and pork chops. They laugh at me because I cook my pork chops in my microwave. I've been doing it for about 10 years, you know, in the truck. Right. And even my, my nieces and nephews, when it comes Christmas, they'll buy me frozen pork chops as a gag gift for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell them all the time, thank you. That's great. There you go. So they're getting the message one way or the other. That's yeah. right. There you go. Hey, Lauren, I, I think I talked about this last week. The uh, Since since we're going to have all kinds of eggs, um, the ice cream recipe. Did I, Were you here when I talked about that? The ice cream recipe. Actually, I do remember you bringing up ice cream, but I don't it, remember the so specifics. I, you know, Bullet, I've always used a recipe that came out of Bulletproof to make ice cream. And I used to joke uh -huh. that it it's like health food. And now, so I, and I never remember the <laughs> recipe and I don't make ice cream all the time. So I always have to go look it up. Um, so I went to Bulletproof the other day to look up a ice cream recipe and they have a new one. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh. this really is health food. So here's how you make this ice cream. <laughs> and it's a little funky. I, 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 I got to play around with it. I think I can improve this. The texture's a little weird. The taste, I actually like the taste. You can make it taste really good. Texture's a little weird, but it, it's, here. here's the ice cream. It is, see if I can remember this, seven tablespoons of butter, seven tablespoons okay. of coconut oil. Starting to sound familiar? Uh -huh. Butter and coconut oil? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It um, sounds really good so far. <laughs> yeah. Then eight eggs. So four whole eggs and four egg yolks. And okay. there was a little bit of protein powder in there, like a vanilla protein powder. That's probably just flavoring. I think I'm going to eliminate that once and see what it does. I don't really find the need for protein powders, but if it's in there and it's doing something, I'll figure it out. I'm going to try making it without it. And then they use um, like erythritol or, or xylitol as a sweetener. That's it. That's the ice cream recipe. Okay. Wow. That's it? Isn't that health food? 
Yeah, I'd say so. Eight, eight eggs and butter and coconut oh. oil. I mean, why would I not eat this? Why would I even? I agree. Why wouldn't I just? Why wouldn't I eat this for lunch if I wanted to? <laughs> right. I, I agree. I, it's like a frozen omelet, right? I mean, <laughs> what else would you call it? Yeah. It's. I mean, that's funny because I've been looking at recipes for you know postpartum and like making sure you're getting all the nutrients and custard. You just never think yeah. about making custard, like an egg custard. Oh, I'm like, yeah. This is brilliant. Where, what have I been doing? Right. Why am I all, eating eggs wrong? Yeah, <laughs> all we have to do is just get all the sugar out of these dishes that we're, we're just used to having so much sugar in these things. That's why they were bad. But an egg custard, exactly. eggs are one of the most nutritious foods we could eat. There's eight eggs with some butter and coconut oil. How could that be bad ever? Yeah, I agree. You know, if you wanted to sweeten it up, then throw some berries on top and exactly. drizzle a little honey. Yeah. You know? Now, I do put, for <laughs> so. a whole batch, I do actually put a quarter cup of honey in there. And it's sweet. It's yeah. plenty sweet. And I can handle that I'm sure. amount of honey because I'm eating almost no carb most of the day anyway. So the honey I'm going to get mm -hmm. in a serving of this ice cream is no big deal. Probably beneficial. So I'm looking at this thinking, why would I ever treat this like a dessert? Why would I limit how much of this I eat? Yeah, I agree. Now that you know what's going in it, and enjoy. Especially if they're <laughs> my eggs right off the farm. Mm-hmm. Even better. Yeah. Actually, this reminds me. I had a question about the yogurt because I'm about to start making oh, good. some bee and fantas. And... For some reason, I thought that when you made your yogurt, that you heated the milk up to a certain degree, and then you brought it down to the temp to add the bacteria. But then not, I was looking at the book recipe. Not required. And I don't see that in there. You are correct okay. that that is a traditional. One of the reasons they do that in traditional recipes is to thicken the milk so that the yogurt comes out a little thicker. Because they, you know, traditional recipes, you're only going to culture it for about four hours, maybe overnight, Yeah. Okay. you know, maybe overnight. But you're that that 36 hours just keeps doubling and the yogurt gets thicker, um, creamier. And, you know, remember, you get to control the fat in here. I will tell you the best yogurt I have ever eaten in my life is any of these recipes made with half and half. Pure half and half. Oh, pure half and half, huh? Yes. You had a nice, high, okay. really high fat yogurt that is just so rich and creamy. And that that cooking step in traditional recipes is designed to thicken it up a little bit. Okay. Got it. Okay. So as long as I'm using half and half, I'll get that, that thickness. It, you can even use whole milk and you'll get thicker than traditional usually. But if you go oh, to wow. yeah, if you okay. go to half and half, and then I use half and half, and then I strain mine. Even I put mine in a yogurt strainer for about twenty four uh, hours, and it gets even thicker. And then what's coming off of the strain is that the way? That's the way, and then I use that to start my next batch. Love it. Okay, and how long? If you were to hold, like, keep the way to make another batch, but you weren't quite ready, how long could you keep that way? Freeze it. You can freeze. 
Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Wow. Okay. I've been so nervous to start, but I am so ready now. <laughs> oh, you're going to be, I'm, that's so exciting that you're going to be doing the B Infantis. I just love that. Yeah, I'm very excited. I really want to do the El Ruderai, but I know that when you're pregnant, you, especially towards the end, you start producing extra oxytocin, yes. oxytocin receptors. And so you can't really mess with, uh, can't really mess with that because that's actually what what right. starts labor. So right. <laughs> so you want to be careful. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have I would like to start with the B Infantis and then towards as I get closer. Right. I'm going to make some L Ruderi just so I have it just yeah. in case I need I need more oxytocin. Yep. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's uh, yeah. calls her. Piling up. Let's go back and get to some. Uh, we're going to go to Kansas City. Patrick, it's your turn. Hi, how are you doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Um, my sister-in-law has uh, been diagnosed for a second time at, uh, with C. diff. And I'm wondering, uh, outside of the you know regular medical community, what uh, where, where do you direct people on that? Uh, two functional She's doctors. And to okay. there, there are functional doctors that specialize in this because it's a big problem. C. diff is yeah, is a big a problem while. in yeah she will have it for a while because they don't know how to get rid of it. They will continue to she, give her antibiotics. It will clear up for a while, and it will almost always come back. Do, do you know what the the most successful treatment is for this? And I believe you can now get it done in the United States. You never used to be able to. Uh, people used to go to Europe for this. The most successful treatment for this is what's called a fecal transplant. I thought you yeah. mentioned that before. Yep. I don't know if it's partner or not, but uh, her and my brother have been eating keto for quite a while. My brother's 63, and he looks like he's in high school. Um, Excellent. Uh, but but they, uh, they've been on the um, keto for, I think, more than three or four months. Maybe longer than that. I'm so, not sure. Not keto. I mean, I mean carnivore. Okay, carnivore. Got it. Would that have any impact on her getting this? Oh no, no, that did not cause okay. this. There's no way. Okay. Um, it's the opposite. Okay. It 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 will definitely okay. yeah. go a long way towards helping clear it up, but it's not enough. Usually, once you okay. have C diff, I don't care how healthy your diet is. If you don't address the C. diff properly, it's not going to go away with just diet alone. So the the right. diet didn't cause it, but it's not going to cure it either. It's not very likely. Okay. Okay. It will help, but okay, so. this is going to require a practitioner. Um, it right. might not need a fecal transplant. You can try, you know, heavy probiotics and a lot of fermented foods and see if you can, you know, crowd it out that way. Um, that would be the first okay. approach, you know, heavy, heavy okay. probiotics and a lot of fermented foods and just see if you can crowd it out. Okay. The other down in South Carolina, I know that uh, and, I think Dr. Barry's down that way. I don't know if he's in their area or not. Uh, he's in can, uh, Tennessee. He might be. I mean, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, he's in Tennessee. A little farther. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. And a good practitioner who understands how to use things like manuka honey and oil of oregano and some other um, okay. natural antibiotics um, can right. also help with this. But you got to know what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Know what you're all doing. Right. Well, I will definitely pass all that on. 
Yeah, I, it, I appreciate it, the info. And, and the like I say, the um, the worst cases I've ever seen cured are always cured with fecal transplants. Okay. Yeah, when you brought that up, I I think you might have talked about that once before. I, I thought that's where you're going with that. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I will pass all that information on and, and say a few prayers for him. Hopefully, uh, you can get her better. Excellent. Let us know. Thanks okay. for the call. Okay. Thank you. Let us go to Georgia. Jerry, welcome. Hi, Kevin. Uh, before I get to my question, I guess you probably don't know this, but Lauren is telepathic. She is? <laughs> she really is. Hey, Lauren. Yes, I she is. There's no question I, about it. I don't remember seeing that on your application. <laughs> Well, I wasn't even aware I can, of it myself. Well, I can prove it because just as I was scrolling through to look up the phone number to call, she was talking about keeping a food journal, and I had been so dedicated to keep a food journal, but about a week ago, the last time I tried to enter anything in there, I kept getting an error message, and I gave up and got pissed off, and I haven't kept the food journal for about a week now, so she was talking about how important it is to keep a food journal just as I was trying to call, and she knew damn good well it was me calling, and that's why she was talking about how important it is to keep a food journal. There you go. I don't know why I'd get an error message. I'll get back. I just gave up and got pissed off and gave up on it, and I'm about a week behind, so I'll try to catch up. So All right. Just because she mentioned it, so... My question today is uh, has to do with a little, a very minor little skin rash, and I know you can't diagnose skin cancer over the phone, but what it is is on the back of my upper arm, there has been a spot for, I don't know, years, just about the size of a nickel, maybe, and it's just kind of rough and itches once in a while and then doesn't itch. So I got a wild hair a few weeks ago to try some of that sovereign silver. I just put a little on a Band-Aid and slapped that Band-Aid over that spot, but it hadn't done a bit of good. Do you have any other ideas? It's probably some sort of skin cancer, maybe? I, I don't I, know. I doubt that it's skin cancer. It could be. And, and, you know, if you're concerned about it, have a dermatologist look at it. But as far as trying to clear it up, the next thing I would try would be Manuka honey. Okay. And thought it. of that one. I guess I tried I, that sovereign silver, and I hadn't even thought of Manuka honey. Yeah, so it depends on what's causing it. I, I will tell you, for any traditional doctor, any functional doctor, trying to figure out what causes, what the root cause of a skin rash is the hardest thing. They're really, really difficult to figure out. And if you can't figure out what's causing it, then all you can do is the, you know, uh, throw everything at it and see what happens approach. I mean, if we don't know, if we can't figure out what it is, what the root cause of it is, all we can do is try stuff um, until we... So it could be like a, a bacteria causing the problem. If that were the case, the sovereign silver should have cleared it up. But if it didn't, then we we look away from things like a bacteria or a virus and we start looking at, is it autoimmune? Is it your own immune system causing it? And many skin conditions are autoimmune. Well, it's just a small and localized. It hasn't spread and it's not going away in like five or six years, but it hadn't gotten any worse either. So I'm not really concerned about it. But I, if, how long would that sovereign silver be before it cleared up? I mean, I tried it for uh, like a week or more. Uh, if, it, if it's not making a, an impact in, a, in, you know, 72 hours, it's probably not going to. Okay, well, it's simply not not helping any. I just thought that was such a wonder wonder solution. I'm going to try it, and it just hasn't hasn't caused any benefit at all. So, well, it, all right, I'll it, like I said, try it, to make it, honey, maybe it, it, it's you know, and I'm not 
convinced that Manuka Honey is going to do it if Sovereign Silver didn't. They both kind of work in the same ways, but there are there could be bacteria that are resistant to the silver, and maybe they won't be resistant to the Manuka Honey. So again, because it's just so hard to figure out the root cause, this is what you do. It's just, it's just trial and error. Well, I know I've got a heart of gold, so I think it would probably be resistant to gold, but I really See, thought silver would probably do it. Yeah. There, all right. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give it. Hell, we, we, I'm we, not really worried about it. Just uh, we, I'd ask. we might be down to rubbing garlic on it by the end of this. Who knows? <laughs> well, I'll get the steak and away we go. So There you go. All right. Thanks, Lauren and Kevin. I'll try to get back to Lauren here in a week or so and get another appointment follow-up. So I'll try to get my food journal caught up. Sounds good. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Alabama. Brian, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate what y'all do. Uh, first time caller, but listen, been listening a while. I'm slowly getting, uh, changing my diet, that kind of Good. thing. Come a long way, but I'm still trying to get there. So appreciate that question for my wife. She's got MS and somebody has put the beer about castor oil. And, you know, she looked it up, that kind of thing, and it has some big claims. What's y'all's opinion on castor oil? Um, it, 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 it's, skin, you know. it's not America. What, she, what, what problem is she trying to solve? What does she think castor oil is going to help her with? Just feel better. Uh, uh, probably not. You know, she's seeing rubbing it on. That, not that. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Rubbing it on. It's not going to make her feel know, better. Okay. Circulation, maybe. Yeah, it did. Okay. Any gotcha. increase in circulation would be more from the rubbing action than the oil itself. I mean, you can increase, get a good massage, you increase circulation. And, and it's the massage that does it. So, you know, yeah, if you, if you keep rubbing oil all over your body every day, your circulation will probably get better. But you could also rub butter all over your body and you'd smell good. Uh, I would do the same thing. Or, or nothing. Yeah, right. Right. So one of the things we have to realize, there are no miracle cures for anything. There are no one food, one supplement, one. It, it's just, you know, our body just doesn't work that way. But when we, when we really get the mm -hmm. garbage out of our life, it's not about adding stuff. That the, the, probably the biggest lesson I've learned about nutrition and health is it is never, or very, I shouldn't use the word never, but very, very seldom is it about adding something to be healthier. We always want to look, well, what supplement can we take? What superfood is going to make me feel better? There are none. What we find is it's always taking stuff away that makes us feel better, never adding stuff. You know, there's some supplements, obviously vitamin D, yeah. but, but honestly, I can't even tell you that vitamin D makes me feel better. I can't tell a bit of difference whether I take vitamin D or not, except the one time in the last eight years that I stopped supplement, supplementing vitamin D, I got sick. And I don't think it was a coincidence, but I don't. Mm -hmm. Lauren, do you, can you tell anybody that you feel better when you supplement vitamin D? No, I, I well, personally cannot. Right. No. But but we know it works. We know what the results are. It strengthens our immune system. But there are very few things yeah. that we add. The real key to, to feeling better and getting healthier is just keep taking stuff away. Yes. 
And so, and, and don't get me wrong, castor oil can be used for a lot of things. Sure. And there, right. It has great benefits, but Kevin's absolutely right. If there is, it doesn't sound like she has one specific thing that she is trying to do. So I would first start by getting very clear as to what health goals she is hoping to achieve. And then I would have her take the NutriQ and see where she stands with, you know, her health. And if she sees things that are in the high priority, even if they're in the medium priority range, then she should schedule a free discovery call and I can walk her through how to, you know, get her health in, you know, in the right order. And then usually when you do that, all these other things just kind of disappear. That's the beauty of our bodies. Yeah. They're designed to be resilient and to survive and to fight things. And if you're not, you know, doing the, the little bit of work to help them stay on track, then you lose that. And it, and that's where disease and things like that come in. Laura, and I, I, I just had a thought on this. You know, for years, as soon as we heard MS, we went right to the Walls Protocol, mm -hmm. Dr. Terry Walls. Yep. And I, I was really fortunate yep. early on, um, I got to meet Dr. Walls. So I, um, my first year out of the NTA, they actually invited me back to speak uh, at the annual event, and I was on a panel with her. So I, I had quite a bit of time to talk to her, and her story's amazing. I mean, she had such a debilitating form of MS. She was in a wheelchair. She couldn't work. Um, she was in really bad shape. She created the Walls Protocol, which was a pretty aggressive elimination diet, wasn't it? Yes, very. Very aggressive. You eliminated a lot of things out of the diet, and she cured MS with it, with herself, with a lot of other patients. Yep. Here's what I wonder, Lauren. What if we went back, and instead of doing the walls protocol specifically, what if we just did carnivore? Yeah. Maybe, You're eliminating. Maybe there's nothing special about her diet. You know, she left certain vegetables in and she highlights certain other foods. And, and, and maybe that's all fine, but maybe that wasn't really doing anything. Maybe it worked because it was such an aggressive elimination diet. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think it, it is. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe. I mean, if you ask me, that's what is working right. is in her diet so, is the elimination factor. So maybe carnivore would work just as well. Mm. And it's I, I can't see why it wouldn't. It is simpler. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the elimination <laughs> diets like the gaps and the walls, they get confusing. They I do. can eat, you know, this, but I can't eat that. It's. So there's a lot of education to try to keep people on track with those kind of diets. And they work, but I'm starting to wonder if they work because of the elimination, not because of what they left in. I definitely believe that that's the case. Yeah. I truly do. So, Brian, anything else? Uh -oh. That's the end for this time. I plan on going in again. I learned a lot. Good. learned a lot over the last y'all so i appreciate y'all just sharing your knowledge and putting it out there because it it opens your eyes Good. to Good. you know the medical system and those oh. kind of things yeah. so I, you know, I hope to call back soon all right thanks for the Great. call let's go to arizona nick welcome hey thanks kevin hey uh fairly new listener i've been listening to you for about a month here um i uh found out i had 
kind of high blood pressure about a year ago at my physical. I don't remember what the upper number was. The lower number was about 92. Um, so uh, last year I've been trying to diet according to Google <laughs> to, okay. to help the high blood pressure, which, you know, low, low sodium and, bad and a idea. bunch of foods that are supposed to help. But then, bad, yep, bad idea. <laughs> not only does it not health yep. your, not only will it not help your blood pressure to reduce sodium in your diet, it will, it will make your overall health worse to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't see any benefit from it. So I, I'm glad to have found you. I've been, uh, I've been listening to all your podcasts, like a fiend, um, <laughs> Good. and I uh, got a lot to learn yet, but, uh, um, I've, uh, went carnivore been that way for about a month. Excellent. Um, I've had a couple cheats, uh, we all do. And the big or one of the biggest ones as far as, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't realize until just recently listening to one of your podcasts, how much alcohol, oh. um, affects oh. your your ketones man i tried yeah. to i tried so, to avoid this one for so long i really did not want to give up my wine yeah um but the evidence is overwhelming not just our ketones um, I, and i don't know why i'm surprised right. about this everything about our health they just absolutely lied to us you know fat's bad for you salt's bad for you meat's bad for you alcohol's good for you. I mean, how long have they been telling us that, you know, two glasses of wine a night for a male or one for a female is healthy? Total bullshit, a complete lie. There is nothing healthy about alcohol. I've tested it every way you can test it, and I am shocked at how bad it is for us. The only thing I've noticed is when you are drinking, I take my blood pressure and it's been down. Oh. I guess your blood's just thin so much. Well, wait a minute. You you want to think there's another measurement that might look really good. Check your blood sugar. It goes way down, too. Yeah. Oh, look, my blood sugar's down. <laughs> temporarily. Uh, yeah, temporarily. <laughs> and then it's going to be a mess for the next 48 hours. Um, so, and yeah. that's, that's the kind of evidence they used to convince us that a little bit of alcohol was, was healthy. Oh, it's, it's relaxing. It helps counter stress and... It, no, it doesn't. It is highly stressful on the body. Right. Well, and that's why I was I was shocked that I didn't lose much weight in this first month, and and that's I'm starting to realize it's probably because of the alcohol. I don't yep. drink a lot, but you know, doesn't take uh, much. I would I would have one or now, two. No, and I let, guess not because I well, I just let me have tell you this too. Let me tell you this. So given everything I've said about how toxic alcohol is and you feel much better when you get it out of your diet, I do not consider myself a non-drinker. I will still occasionally have some alcohol. If I go out to dinner with friends, which is pretty rare, uh, but if I do, I I tend to order some alcohol at a restaurant because I can get just one glass if I want You know, if I want a glass of cider, I I kind of move to cider a lot of times. If I want one glass of wine, I'm not opening a whole bottle. Um, so I tend not to have alcohol in the house anymore, but if I do, it's not a big deal. So I'm not a non-drinker, but I can tell you this, that when you get healthier, the alcohol actually makes you feel worse when you drink it. You don't get the same benefits that I used to sometimes, not to that level, but I'm not as affected by the alcohol as I used to be. My blood sugar doesn't go quite so crazy. You know, those kind of things. So a little bit of alcohol now and then is not a big deal. I don't see any real negative consequences to it. But for you right now, 
I would eliminate it completely. Yeah, that's the plan. I'm, I'm cool turkey on the alcohol uh, until I we get my weight down to where I want to be. I'm not it, bad. I'm 195 and 5'11", oh, yeah, uh, but I like... Joe, you don't have to far to go at all. Or so. Yeah, you don't have far to go at right, all. Right, so... But, uh, okay, and then I've also been doing the Cardio Miracle twice a day. Excellent. Uh, the one, uh, I guess my physical last year, I don't remember the top number. The lower number was around 92, uh, which was over the threshold for your CDL, and she let me slide because uh, they screwed up my appointment. I was sitting there for two hours longer <laughs> than I supposed to, and she knew I was stressed, so she she let it go. But, yeah, so, there's another, oh, that's what I was just about to ask. Are you checking your own? Yeah, and, and um, I did have a question as far as what is the ideal situation to check it as far as first in the morning, sitting down, laying down, whatever. First, what's what's the best way to get a consistent reading? First in the morning before you have any caffeine, because caffeine will raise it. So do it before you have caffeine. I would get up in the morning. I would drink a, you know, eight or 10 ounce glass of water. Just get, get hydrated again first thing in the morning. Maybe throw a little apple cider vinegar in there. Wait about 30 minutes and then take your blood pressure sitting down, feet flat on the floor. Sit there quietly without talking for about five minutes and then take your blood pressure and be consistent right. with which arm you use. Don't keep switching back arms because that'll mess it up too. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really about it. And, and that's going yeah. to give us the true reading. So, you know, any other time I see people try to check their blood pressure and they just got out of the shower. They just got done working out an hour ago. All of those things impact it. It's like blood sugar. If we want to get a good reading on blood sugar, we have to fast and isolate that number. Same thing with blood pressure. If you're just randomly checking it throughout the day, you're going to get all kinds of weird readings. There's no consistency at all. So. Do you're asking the right question? Get consistent about when and how you check it, and if that number becomes normal, then that's all that matters. Then you are normal, and I don't care yeah. if the next time you go to your doctor it goes through the roof, because we know what that is. It's right. called white coat syndrome. Happens to a lot of people. So if you are consistently right. checking your own and it comes down to the normal range, then you're just fine. That's all we need. I ran into a guy that I, I guess had high blood pressure as well. And he, he advised that you take like eight deep breaths while you're taking the test. He says that's the best way to get the most accurate reading. Any truth to that, you know? Um, it, breathing can have some weird impacts on your blood pressure. I've tested this with all the breathing work I've done. Um, there are times certain methods I can make my blood pressure go up. Wim Hof breathing... Um, a round or two of Wim Hof breathing will bring it down pretty quickly. Right. And I did that for that, the first time the other day. That yeah. Was, so was you, <laughs> it, it is intense, isn't it? It's crazy how, how just breathing differently can make you feel so differently. But you experience part of the Wim right. Hof breathing are deep breaths. So, yeah, he's on the right track. Yeah. Um, we can take it even further with the, the breath hold and then, you know, those kind of things. And you will see that will impact. It's probably my number one go-to if diet alone, if diet and cardio miracle doesn't get your blood pressure down, then it's a stress issue. And the breathing is the, the right. first thing you should do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm not stressed when I'm driving, but, uh, 
I don't know. I've always, every time I'm behind the wheel, it doesn't matter whether it's a, a truck or a personal vehicle. It seems like I sweat more. So I know that the nerves are conjured up a little bit regardless of uh, the, the driving situation. The, and they should be. I mean, right. the, think about always. it. Our, our, our nervous system is designed to keep us alive. You know, it, it's kind of incredible that when we're driving a vehicle, every time another vehicle is approaching us, it could be a death scenario. One second, they move over into right. our lane, you're dead. I, I mean, and your body kind of yeah. understands that about driving. It's a really dangerous thing to do. Yeah. So I guess uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get in the habit of doing that wind hop breathing breathing every morning. Um, but today I woke up and I'm pretty happy. I was 112 over 77. So, Fantastic. Um, that's, that's, yep. It's already working right. then. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah. So, thank you. Uh, and, and, you know, I was getting discouraged because there's times when it'd be higher and, you know, just a couple of days ago, but I think it was the alcohol. I literally oh, just heard you talk about the alcohol like two days ago. So, <laughs> yep. um, oh, I'm hoping that I get eliminate the alcohol altogether, then, then I can keep these numbers consistent. But uh, one of the big concerns I've got right now, and, and this just kind of came about in the last couple of weeks, is my ears have become really sensitive. I, I can't be around anything uh, very loud at all. Um, and then occasionally I'll get a ringing sensation. And I did read something about that related to blood pressure. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. It It, it is what it is. Okay. I, I, I believe that all of our senses get sharper as we get healthier. You know, we, we know that the standard American diet causes what we like to refer to as brain fog. Well, what's brain fog? It, it's, it's my senses aren't working as well as they should be. I'm not clear about things. My sense of touch, my sense of sight, my sense of smell, taste, everything, I think can be compromised when we eat a garbage diet. And then we start eating this really clean, healthy, real human food diet, and our senses start to sharpen. And you're right. The noise starts to bother us. But all of this noise that's bothering you, is any of it natural? Um. Well, for instance, I went to a uh, stepdaughter's high school volleyball game, and everybody's screaming in there. That's not natural. It drove me crazy. <laughs> That's not natural. Right, right. Um, I, I yeah. find if, and, if, and if, if, you were to, if you were to go out and sit in nature, I have a feeling you wouldn't feel overwhelmed by sounds. Right, gotcha. Uh, and I, uh, I've got a step deck with aluminum um, bed, and I usually use chains, and you, that is loud as shit when you oh, are throwing those chains oh, around on that aluminum deck. I was, it, I was concerned maybe I did a little is, damage or something. Is that natural? That sound? Hell no. No. <laughs> no, it's horribly unnatural. No, That's what I mean. I'm going to start wearing earplugs when I'm back there. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I don't know why um, I have done nothing my entire life to protect my hearing. So I started racing motocross young, um, and anybody that's been on a screaming two-stroke motorcycle for hours at a time, um, that's hard on your hearing. I listen to music as loud as I can get it without it distorting, and I'll go add wattage to my system so I can make it louder. I've always loved loud music when I'm alone, Um, really loud. Like, I know it's loud enough. It should probably damage my hearing. Um, Then I was on the flight line for three years in the Army, 
and almost never put on my hearing protectors. You know, we're supposed to wear, I, on the flight line, you're supposed to wear the foam earplugs and then headsets when you're around the helicopter. Right. I didn't use either one. I have been horribly lax about trying to protect my hearing. And for some reason, my hearing is still really, really sharp. Like almost right. every time somebody walks into a room, if I'm watching TV, the first thing they do is ask me to turn it up. Because I can leave TV really quiet and I can still hear it just fine and understand it. So for some reason, I've done all the things yeah. they tell you not to do with your hearing. And yet my hearing is still really sharp today. I don't know why. I'm pretty excited to see what this diet does, does for my health. Um, and I think you mentioned helping your memory, too. And that's oh, I'm excited about that. Huge. My memory's gone to shit the last that's couple of years. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. The, the, if you, the, now, if the, this diet brain starts benefits. to bring back hair, I'm going to come find you and <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't seem to be happening. But the, the brain benefits are some of my favorite. Um, not, just, not just clarity of thinking, that's important, but mood. Mood is big. Right. Yeah. I, I can remember when I first started this the first couple of years, I used to come on the air all the time, and, and I was just amazed that I could just be sitting and just be so happy for no apparent reason. I love that. It's just, it, it's, Can I ask you a couple of diet questions? Sure. Okay. First, um, uh, tacos are my crutch. Uh, at, Siete at this Foods. Point, should I just. Siete Foods. S I E T E. Siete, like seven. Siete seven, isn't it, Lauren? Yes. Siete yeah. seven in yep. Spanish. Uh, yeah. So Siete Foods makes grain free tortillas, soft and hard. Okay. They've got almond flour. They've got cassava flour. Um, I wouldn't be eating them every day, but I have mm -hmm. plenty of them in my freezer and my pantry. And I do make tacos and burritos and enchiladas. And um, that's part of my diet. And I think a little bit of that, you know, once or twice a week is not a problem. Um I, I, I okay. think you could even do it now because it's not like you're trying to lose 80 or a hundred pounds. You know, you're, you're close right. enough to your weight, your target weight that I don't think you would have a problem. Um, you know, having taco Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen, uh, I got some tacos, tortillas that they say they're zero carb. I don't yeah, know. That, what, that, 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 what, stop that, that you throw those <laughs> things away. I, zero I, carb I is I, not the issue. It's zero grain we're trying to get to with these products. And those will be yeah. loaded with know, grains. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Throw yeah, I, those I, away. I figured as much. Right. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. And don't, don't touch natural corn tortillas. Just go ahead. And yeah, that, no, those. yeah. No corn. No corn whatsoever. No corn. Okay. All right. Okay, and then as far as, like, fermented foods, uh, the yogurt thing's really hard for me. I'm usually out three, four, five weeks at a time. But yeah. um, a couple products here, um, you pronounce it differently, but kefir? Yeah. K-E-F-I-R? Yeah. Um, how much how much probiotic does that have? And I know you said, like, the yogurts, over-the-counter yogurts are terrible. Like, they don't have hardly any probiotics. But what about this kefir? Um, not as good as if you made it yourself. We could make it better at home. But I would much rather see people eating commercially fermented foods rather than not eating any fermented foods. 
So it's it's not right. the best, but as long as we don't go to garbage stuff loaded with sugar, you you got to watch out for that right. on all commercial products. Got to watch that sugar content. Um, but I'd much rather see somebody drinking, you know, some commercial kefir if they're not going to make their own. It's not the best, but it's it's right. it's still an improvement. Okay, and then uh, kimchi. Uh, kimchi. Pretty good source Kombucha? of probiotics. Kimchi. K I M, yes. Yep. K I M I C H I. No, K I M C H I. There's no other I in there. Okay. So yeah, kimchi. Okay. Kimchi oh, is. Kimchi. Okay. Here's what kimchi yeah. is. It's um, Asian sauerkraut. Right. So it's just the exact same process. With- We're using cabbage. They use. They tend to use um, Chinese cabbage or Savoy cabbage or um, Napa cabbage. Um, but I've made kimchi with traditional green cabbage, and it's really good. And it's really just fermented cabbage with certain spices. Sauerkraut is fermented cabbage right. with okay. specific spices. Kimchi is the same thing. They tend to use chili, you know, Korean chilies, and it's spicy. I love kimchi. It's my favorite fermented food. I make it all the time. Right. Yeah, I've been trying to have a little bit with each meal. Um what about like uh, meat sticks? Like you know, you get you steam at the truck stops or whatever. All those processed skip, meat sticks. What's skip, your skip, like that? skip the. Well, let me say this: I'd much rather see somebody eat any meat stick, no matter what the source and the ingredients, than a high carbohydrate snack food. So rather than right. reaching for chips and cookies and crackers and you know the high carbohydrate snack food. I'd much rather see you eat the worst beef stick on the market. Still way better for you. Right. Um, but yeah. we solved that problem, too. We have the best beef stick on the market and the best pork stick on the market. They're um, super high-quality sourcing, all grass-fed and pastured meat, and then the sticks are actually fermented. That is part of the process. So the okay. sticks we sell in our store uh, from Paleo Valley, both beef and pork. Crazy okay. high quality. Okay. I mean, that's health food. You you couldn't eat too many right. of those. Right. What was you? You're talking about another meat stick that you said it was uh, Native American. That's like, oh, that's, uh, that's loaded in fat. That's pemmican, um, and you can buy yes. pemmican from U.S. Wellness Meats. That's one of the the suppliers we recommend. We've had the owner on our show several times. Uh, he claims he eats pemmican every day and he has for like 50 years, I think. Um, pemmican is basically half fat and half meat that you dehydrate the meat and then you grind it up into a powder almost. And then you take the, the powdered meat and you mix it in with the fat. So this is a really, really high fat product. Uh, and then there are some versions where I think uh, U.S. Wellness Meats, they had cherries, dried cherries. So this was a, a Native American uh, way of preserving food and creating a very, very high energy food that you could carry around with you. That's what pemmican was for. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to get some of that and try it as well. Um, I'll, I'll uh, get off here. Let somebody else have some time. I've got a bunch of other questions, but we'll do it another time. Um, I appreciate everything and, uh, really excited to see where this takes me. Excellent. Thank Look, you. Looking forward to it. I love having new people, Lauren. Good questions. I know. Really yeah, good, same, questions. Same. good questions. Good questions. Yeah. Yeah. That some people 
are wondering, but they're not calling in and asking. So that was very helpful. I, I love that. Those were really good questions. Let's uh, let's go to Illinois. Andy, welcome. Well, you got another new uh, caller calling in, so today must be the day for new callers. Uh, oh, I love that. Love you, love your show. I've been a long-time listener and a first-time first caller. So uh, I, uh, I have a question about Crohn's disease. I, uh, back, way back in 1999, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And, uh, you know, I was living uh, my wild 20s, and uh, the diet wasn't great. Uh, got diagnosed and uh, really cleaned my diet up then, or so I thought. Um, quit the two-pack-a-day smoking, you know, the taste of Mountain Dew a day, drinking, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, really cleaned it up. And uh, over the past 20 years, had zero symptoms of Crohn's disease. Was never medicated for it or anything. Um, flash forward to this past year, uh, just post-COVID, and I did get COVID briefly in 2019. Um, and I've done r- routine colonoscopies over the years, and everything's looked great. Um, well, last year, I uh, was a little behind on getting my colonoscopy routine one, so I went in uh, about July of last year and uh, woke up from that, and the doctor says, we got a problem. You got such a uh, restriction in your large intestine that I couldn't even get the scope through it. And uh kind of took me for a shock because uh, I had zero symptoms of anything wrong at the time. Uh, even, you know, bodily functions were working just fine. So uh, we did some more testing. Uh some CT scans and stuff, and they confirmed, yeah, it's about an 8 to 11 centimeter uh, restriction in my large intestine. So last year, right the, the week of Thanksgiving, actually, uh, I uh, had about half my large intestine removed and uh, spent, the, spent Thanksgiving in the hospital and came out of that okay. Everything's been healing up fine. Another follow-up colonoscopy this year said everything's healed up nicely. I literally came out of a CT, or I'm sorry, MRI scan yesterday just to check the small intestine because that's the one thing they've never checked. And the uh, doctor called me this morning, said everything looks fine. You have no symptoms of uh, uh, inflammation anywhere in the, in the intestinal tract. Um, however, he <laughs> is still, every phone call, he's pushing me to start uh, a drug, a drug. Essentially, it's going to knock my immune system on its behind. Um, he's For not what even purpose? Taking one, he to prevent the inflammation and the Crohn's disease from coming back. Well, but wait a minute. Um, yeah, that that might be the worst advice I've ever heard. And that's, that's what I was thinking. The same exact thing. I, why would we do this? I mean, and. Let's just take his advice one step further. Why isn't he prescribing some drug that might might help you not get cancer or, you know, autoimmune conditions are rampant? Let, let's let's start giving everybody a, a bunch of drugs so that disease doesn't show up. Uh, what yes, a, exactly. And, and it's funny you mentioned cancer because he he gave me a list of sex drugs. Four or, four or five of what you see on the TV every day. Um, and he, he said, well, you know, these certain ones we'll have to make, we'll have to keep an eye on you because it could cause liver problems and it can cause skin cancer. So you shouldn't yeah. go outside too much and, you know, always wear sunscreen. And so I'm like, so I'm trading the potential for inflam- inflammation for skin or uh, cancer. No, sorry. No, you're not. Um, no, no, you're not. Let me tell you exactly what you're going to have if you're going to take all these drugs they recommend. You're not trading inflammation for anything. You're going to have rampant inflammation and an increased odds of yeah. cancer. And 
you're going to be metabolically screwed up. Again, this is the worst advice ever. It's bad enough that every time we have a symptom, they have a pharmaceutical drug for us. Now we don't even have a symptom, but just in case the symptoms might come back someday, we're going to give you a toxic pharmaceutical that will wipe out your immune system with, with a bunch of new diseases like RSV and COVID and all this other crap. Let's, let's wipe out your immune system in the middle of a pandemic. Great idea. Yeah, yeah, and he mentioned that I should get almost every vaccine possible prior to getting this, you know, to boost my immune system that he wants to knock down a that There is not a vaccine. There is not a vaccine on the planet that strengthens your immune system. What the hell is he smoking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, I'm, I'm continuing with my strict diet. Um, I, I've gotten to the point, you know, with your advice from the show, I've gotten rid of grains completely. Um, in fact, I found a really nice pasta that isn't pasta. It's actually made of sweet potatoes. Excellent. Um, that's really good. Yeah. It's all I've sweet tried potatoes. tried that one. Um, and stuff like that. Yep, yep. And, um, and and just stuff like that. I think the biggest uh, the biggest factor, you were talking a couple, a color or two ago, was uh, alcohol. I used to come home and have a, you know, a, a drink or two with dinner. Yep. Uh, quit that, and, and that made a huge difference as well. So Excellent. things like that are definitely noticeable. <laughs> so anyhow, um, yeah, I think I'm going to turn the guy down on these, these meds because it just does not sound like a good idea. Um, I guess I'm just a little nervous that this, this last round of inflammation literally came out of nowhere. Uh, my wife and I were kind of blaming it on me getting COVID and my immune system ramping up with the history of Crohn's, but we can't, of course, we can't pin it down to that. The timing just seems right. So I, I um, have to ask. Just a little nervous that that inflammation might come back. I'm assuming yeah. since you haven't said it, you didn't, but you, you, I have to ask about the jab. I have not had it. Okay, good. Um, I did not get the jab. Yeah, yeah, I was against that uh, from the beginning. It just didn't, there wasn't enough information. So it just didn't, it sounded efficient. Yeah, here's part of the problem. I am completely against the jab. I don't think there's any question about that. I will always be against them now. I, don't, I doubt they'll ever win me back to vaccines of any kind. Um, but we do know that there are some lingering effects from COVID. The problem is they've been, they've just lied to us so much about everything. We're not getting the answers we should be getting about what what is really effective against COVID. Is there really such a thing as long COVID and what is it really? And there's just so few answers. And I think that's intentional. I mean, all of this is intentional. They're, they're, they're not telling us anything. We've got to figure all this out on our own. Um, so I do believe that it was the COVID that started this last round of problems, but we don't know enough about how or why. Right. Um, I guess that leads to my question is, uh, you know, I read 10 million things on the internet uh, about Crohn's disease, inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and I think I have a pretty good lock on it, but what foods do you recommend that would be good to keep inflammation in the gut down? I've, I've listened to a lot so, of it and I've, no, this is an easy one. Fermented food, things like that, that. This is an easy one. Okay. Um, you should be eating the diet I developed and called fermented carnivore. You should be eating. Okay. I'm going to write that down and look on the website. Uh, you're not going to find much about it yet. We haven't really published anything, but it's simple and I can explain it to you in 30 seconds. 
Um, you are going to eat primarily okay. animal products, meat, fish, and eggs. I would skip dairy. I would eliminate dairy out of your diet completely. Does that include uh, any yogurts and stuff like um, that? I would hold off on the yogurts for a while. Let's eliminate dairy completely for 30 days. No cheeses, no milk, no yogurts. The only, butter is okay. Butter is dairy, but butter is the only dairy product you should eat. For 30 days, let's see the results. Dairy can be really, really hard on our digestive system. The quality can matter, but rather okay. than try to figure out was the quality good, now let's just eliminate it. Um, again, we're going to come back to that. The more we eliminate, the better results we see. So in this case, with the digestive yeah. issue, I would eliminate dairy. I would eat primarily meat and fish and eggs and anything other than meat, fish and eggs. Try to make sure it's fermented. So fermented good. vegetables, well, like kefirs, kombucha, all of those things are fine for now. We're going to now if you wanted to find a reasonably good quality coconut based yogurt, if you really like yogurt and you want a little in your diet, there's some decent coconut milk yogurts. I would do that. Okay. Good information. It sounds like I'm already on that path. I, I do a lot of a uh, lot of just plain meats, uh, a lot of eggs, stuff like that. Uh, the only dairy I really eat because I haven't had much of a tolerance for dairy anyway. Uh, I do cheese. I love cheese, so that's like, going to be a hard. I know, to break, that, but I think I can do it. That's the toughest one for me. Every time I've done an elimination of dairy, it's the cheese. But at thirty days, and I, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Excellent. I'll give that a try, and uh, yeah, I'll call you back in uh, in a month or two, and uh, let you know how it goes. Um, and, and uh, I'll, I'll hop off and let another caller come on. But one other thing I wanted to, to just give you a heads up on, I, uh, several weeks ago we had a show where we were talking about radio waves, uh, cellular signals, Wi-Fi signals, stuff like that. Yeah, EMS. If you ever have a show like that again, I'd like to call in. Yeah, EMS. Um, I have 30 years of experience in that business. I work on police wow. and fire radio communications, all cellular signal stuff. Um, so I might be able to... Uh, give you some eye-opening information as far as all those radio towers out there pummeling you with signals every day. Hey, if, if you could, if you get a chance, just drop me a message somewhere. I mean, it, usually you can send an email sure. to support at Let's Truck and just, you know, tell them to forward it to me. Um, just so that I've got it there and I don't forget this, because I'd love to, to have you come back on and join me for a show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was I was listening to that show. It was um, I think it was on a playback, and I was like, "Oh, I missed the live show. I could have <laughs> called in and, and helped you, yeah, help you explain some of this stuff in, in layman's terms." Let Let's do that. So, if you send me an email, then I'll have it there, and I won't forget this. All right, sounds good, Kevin. All right, thank you. Good stuff. All right, all right. Thanks. Have a good day. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Frank, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, uh, Kevin and Lauren. Yeah, I've been struggling with diabetes. I don't take anything for it besides berberine. I'm doing a keto uh, diet, about 95%. But I just, I wear a continuous glucose monitor. And hey, for the last month or two months, whatever it is, I've been like one, 140 to 180. Just It just doesn't come down. Okay, so I just, I'm just struggling with that, it. We can fix this. That's the good news. 
There's never been a case we haven't been able to fix. What uh, I need some history. What? Okay. When were you first either diagnosed as diabetic or pre-diabetic? Well, that goes back quite a ways. Uh, pre-diabetic was probably like I don't know six, seven years ago, and then about five years ago they they uh, said I was diabetic. I had to go back after three months for my CDL physical because they so again we gave me a three month card. How, how old are you? Fifty eight. So you were probably diabetic when you were 40. Probably. That's about the time <laughs> that, that it would have really shown up. Um, the way A1C is a horrible measurement to use to diagnose diabetes, but that's all we use. Um, it takes about 10 years after you've had it to really see it in your A1C. What is the highest A1C you can remember recording? Well, I think back when I failed, it was um, uh, it was in the high nines or low tens. Okay. So how long have you been eating keto? Off and on for probably 10 years, 8 years. Well, the off but and on is a off problem. The wagon, but Look, here's here's what I can Okay. That's more of what I was looking for. That on and off has done yeah almost nothing for you and we know it by your results right on and off doesn't work right you're either eating the proper human diet or you're not there, there really is no in between on this one um, now we don't have to be a hundred percent but when i hear somebody say on and off for eight to ten years and you still have a1c's like this it was a lot more off than it was ever on i know that correct so you got to get on the proper human diet completely. And based on what you've told me, I'm not surprised by your results. You're experiencing exactly what I would experience. Think you would. You're, you're, it's not going to come down for a while. You are very insulin resistant. You need to eat as low carb as possible. Like zero carb is not too much. And this will resolve itself. It always does. You just haven't been consistent long enough. And when you say keto, I don't really know what that means. How, how are you measuring your keto diet? Well, I don't know what you mean by measuring. I mean, I, I, I eat protein. Well, how many, you know, how many carbs a I day eat, are you consuming? That I'm not measuring, uh, well, but I eat very low That's what I mean. I mean, okay. So you, now if you're wearing a continuous glucose monitor, that's a beautiful piece of information um, you could do a couple things. You could schedule a discovery call with Lauren and then have give her access to those records. Or we could do it here on the show, too. Um, you could just send the records over to us and I, then we could look through it. If you Are you doing a food journal along with your CGM? I'm not, but listening to the show today, I will start. Yeah, just take a picture. I mean, I you you don't even have to time, write anything down. Yeah, just take a picture right. of your meals and then... If I could see the pictures of your meals and your CGM, I'd tell you exactly where you are on this and, and how we fix it and how long it's going to take. And it won't take long. Never does. But the, the, the thing that gets a lot of people, and I've said this before, if you eliminate 90% of the grains out of your diet, 90% is a lot. That's a big change. You get almost no results. No, I don't yeah. But if you eliminate 100% of them, you get incredible results. It's the same thing with, with um, blood sugar. 
if you are running even slightly high on carbs, you're not going to heal or it's going to take a long, long time. But if we just get strict and we get that carb count nice and low for long enough, you will heal from this. So I can't eat the yogurt anymore? I would skip it for now. Uh, I do that every day. Yeah, you're, Every day I work. It, it, I, there are good benefits of that yogurt, but we need to fix the problems before we go look for benefits. And, and the carbs are blocking your progress on fixing the problems. The lower carb we go, the faster this resolves. Uh, all righty. So it's just, a, well, I, I think you know everything you should be doing. But again, um, if you want to take some time to do a food journal and send us over the food journal and the results, we'll either do it on the air or off the air. It's up to you. Uh, but it'll be a good, uh, good exercise for everybody. Let's go north of the border this time. James, welcome. Hello, how's it going? Good. What's on your mind today? Uh, I got a little bit of thyroid issues. Curious on uh, maybe some result numbers. Did your thyroid brain on today? Um, yes and no. Rather than go over thyroid okay. numbers, which probably isn't going to tell me all that much, I can probably guess what they are. Nobody else is going to get much from it. Let, let's Instead of talking about yeah. numbers, let's talk about symptoms and results. Why are we looking at your thyroid anyway? Right. Uh, enlarged thyroid, nodules noticeable. What, 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 how did, oh, how did they find them the, in the first place? Why were we looking at them? Uh, it's enlarged, so you can see it out my neck right now. Oh, okay. Visibly on the outside. 100%. They calling it a goiter? Uh, specifically yet, not yet. Okay. But yeah. So I don't need any numbers. Tell me about your diet. Uh, working towards the Kevin, uh, Carnivore, it's still 50% American standard road diet. There's, there's the issue right quite there. out of the system yet. There's the issue. Yeah. Let's not look at thyroid numbers. Let's not talk about any thyroid drugs. Let's not talk about any thyroid supplements. Many times get the diet 100% and this just goes away. Are they full carnivore? Uh, uh, full carnivore, or uh, you know what? I don't know that anybody is full carnivore. Um, the closer you true, get, the true, better. True. You know, it, people drink coffee. Coffee's yeah. not carnivore. Tea's not carnivore. Kombucha's not carnivore. Unless you're only drinking water, you're probably not carnivore. Uh, so uh, nobody's a hundred percent. The closer we get, the better your results are going to be. Um, that's really the key here. And many times this will just resolve itself. Is there any talk? Has anybody mentioned anything about autoimmune thyroid conditions? Uh, specifically not yet. Specialist supposed to be next week. Uh, so they're throwing around autoimmune. They're throwing around graves. Uh, they're graves throwing around cancer with right. previous history. Right. Yeah. So here's my next recommendation. One, you eat carnivore. Um, two, you cancel that appointment with the specialist and get out of that medical system. Go find yourself a functional medicine doctor. I can promise you they will fight you on everything you're going to do about the thyroid and everything they recommend is going to keep you sick. Yeah. you got to so get out of that system. Is there any like designation we should be looking at? You, you, we, we don't really believe in specialists 
in functional. Yeah, okay. So that that's the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes in our medical system. We think that each organ in the body operates on its own, and none of them do. And we should not have yeah, specialists correct. the way we have specialists. Um, it, this is a thyroid issue. Guess guess who my first recommendation for a doctor is going to be? Yeah. Okay. The, the cardiologist. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't well, matter that he's a cardiologist. He's a doctor. He understands the human body, and now he understands how that it's all nutrition. So we don't need a specialist. We don't need a paleothyroid guy or woman. We just need, uh, honestly, we probably don't need a doctor, period, on this one. But I, if you're going to keep going to some thyroid specialist, I'd rather you just go to Dr. Wolfson. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I don't. I keep an open mind. I don't let them push me into anything. So uh, then, then why open. waste your time yeah. and money? Yeah, it's uh, how we've been getting blood work. I guess up here, that's how we get our blood work done and follow up. So yeah, it, okay. You, you right. could you can work with a functional medicine doctor over the phone. They'll send you for better blood work anyway. Most of the blood work that these okay. doctors are doing is, I promise you, it's why I didn't even want to hear your thyroid numbers. They didn't do the right test. I know they didn't, so I'm not even going to ask. Okay. Okay. But, I, right. you know, here, the last time I had Dr. Wilson on, we talked about this. Uh, Lauren and I, we take the um, no test, let's guess approach. And Dr. Wolfson is the exact opposite. Don't guess, test. That's fine. I like both approaches. We can try ours first. Okay. I don't want to spend anybody's money on, you know, thousands of dollars worth of tests and the hassle and you got to go get it. Let's try our, let's try our way first. Let's guess. Let's see what happens. What, what, what are we going to hurt? You've lived like this for decades. Yeah. Let's try a few things without testing and let's see what works. And a lot of times it works, doesn't it, Lauren? Yes. Probably more than it a doesn't. Like 80 to 90% of the time, our method works pretty darn well. And the 10 or 15% it doesn't, then we'll send you to somebody like Dr. Wolfson. We're, we're going to need some testing this time. But our approach is pretty damn successful. Where would you start? Would you point at eliminations or that, where would you start? Our, our fermented carnivore. Yeah. Okay. Just start eating that way and watch the results. All right. Perfect. Is there anything I should be totally avoiding? Everything other than fermented carnivore. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. No problem. All right. Good. And then call back. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. You've talked. No problem. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. All right. Let's go to Lauren. You know what I just realized? It seemed like that? We, we got this show started. We talked about a couple of things. We brought in some calls. We ran out of calls. I thought it, we ran out of calls at like 9.15 today. And I thought, well, this is going to be an early day. Hell, it's almost 11. I don't know I how know. that happens. <laughs> it only it seems to happen on Wednesdays. Though. I know. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> does it not Let's, happen other days? It doesn't seem to. Not nearly as Ever much as it does on Wednesdays. Brad, what's on your Everyone's mind today? Everyone's concerned about their health. Yeah, that's right. They are. Hey, Kevin, how are you doing today? Good, good. What can we help you with? Hey, uh, just a little bit of clarification, actually. Um, I'm considering starting the carnivore diet, and I've done some reading and whatnot, and kind of a conflicting thing. I'm a veggies guy. I like broccoli, cauliflower, all that. Some people say, no, don't eat it. 
other things I've read said, yeah, you can go ahead and work it in with the carnivore diet. And I was just wanting to get your expert opinion on it. Got it. So first off, are you aware that that family you just named, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, kale, uh, those are all in a family called brassicas? They did not. They did not exist when we were hunter gatherers. Not at all. There was no such thing as broccoli. We created all of those plants out of the mustard plant. They didn't exist. They're not natural. So that's the first thing. Okay. Hunter gatherers never ate those plants because they didn't exist. So that's the first thing. Um, okay. Of course, you can work whatever you want into the diet, but I will tell you that our results are. The more strict carnivore you are, the better the results are. So, yes, you could eat broccoli and cabbage, and and I do, and I'm okay with the results I get. But I also know that, like, coming up here in the next couple of weeks, that stuff will be out of my diet for the most part. I've got an event coming up. I've got travel. Um, We're going to be really, really busy. I have a big speaking engagement I want to be sharp for. I will go very, very strict carnivore leading up to that because I always do better. Yeah, and, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, honestly, I'm more of a meat person anyhow. I mean, it's nothing for me to have, you know, just a plain burger, you know, throw it in the refrigerator. And, you know, a few hours later, I'll just go and grab it out and, I, you know, eat it right out of the refrigerator. I mean, I, I, I don't have, I call those meat cookies. I'm more of a meat person anyhow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I always cook you know it seems like i always cook a little extra and there's always some left over and it just goes in the refrigerator and yes. like you said so snack here's, later you know but here's how i look at vegetables now and i grow a big garden obviously i eat a lot of plant foods i look at those as that's just for my enjoyment i really don't believe i get any health benefits from eating those things i eat them because i enjoy them and i'm careful about them i watch the oxalates i watch yeah. the lectins i you know, I'm picky. The only potato I'll grow and eat anymore is a red skin because it's lowest in anti-nutrients. It's lowest in oxalates. Um, I lean towards, you know, the vegetables that don't seem to have many issues. Peas, um, green beans, uh, cucumbers. Yeah. Just don't see a lot of issues out of those. The, the cabbage and the brassicas, I, I love them. I love kimchi. Almost always, though, if I'm going to eat cabbage now, it's fermented. And that helps them. But to me, now, plant foods are pure enjoyment. I eat them just because I like them, um, but I don't believe they really add to my health at all. Okay, all right. All right, well, hey, I appreciate the information. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you. Lauren, it uh, looks like we're going to wrap this yeah. up. Um, I'm not going to take any new calls. We'll wrap this up and get ready. I, you have some appointments later today, right? Yes, I had to move a couple things around. So I have an appointment, I think it was at 3.30. So I can join for about an hour, maybe a little longer. So we, uh, that would I, be nice. I'm actually start. looking for a little bit of a break this morning. I got to go take care of a couple things. Um, so I'm going to say we're going oh. to do the um, space in a half hour. So 11.15 my time. Okay. Okay, sounds we'll, good. We'll get started on that. Uh, anything else we want to cover? Let me look through my notes. Did we get to everything today? Um, I think so. Anything you want to say? No, I think we 
covered quite a bit and just we had, you know, a few moments where there were good reminders about, you know, making sure that if you're working one-on-one with me to keep very detailed um, information because it really helps me better help you. Yes. And I think that came, came up uh, several times today. So love that. That was a good takeaway. Good yeah. stuff. All right. We will wrap this up and we will see you in about 30 minutes for a health free for all on spaces. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.